You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet. Hello. Hello. And welcome. I got a good drop on that one. Hello. <laughs> uh, to another Tadpog podcast. That stands for Tyler and Dave and Ian. Play old games. It's an old spun artisanal podcast. Grassroots. Grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. You like yeah. the grass. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, you know, Grass worker, cat. worker cast, <laughs> free blue, range, blue free collar range podcast. podcast, free range, bootstraps, <laughs> organic. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we talk about video games sometimes. The video game we're talking about this week, RoboCop Three. Mm-hmm. Have we done one or two? No. Did RoboCop 3. The best exist? one, some people, no one says. <laughs> but before we dive into RoboCop 3, man, what you guys been up to? How you guys doing? Good. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it was fine. My sister and brother-in-law were supposed to come in, which would have been really cool. It would have been really nice to see them, but they got COVID, like... Fuck. Right beforehand, I'm glad they tested and yeah. and then yeah, and they they're doing better now. Good. I mean, they yeah. were like fully vaxxed and boosted, and so I mean, it sucks still for them. But yeah, I feel bad for them, but I'm also like, damn it, I wish I could have seen them because I was really <laughs> looking forward yeah. to to seeing them. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about getting vaxxed and boosted and still getting it and mm-hmm. still feeling like shit mm-hmm. and. Everyone says, well, at least it wasn't what it would have been if I hadn't been vaxxed and boosted. And I think to myself, well, do we really know if it's worse or better? Because my dad, when he got he got it, because he keeps going to conventions and traveling and stuff, but he got it and he said he was really sick. Yeah. And yeah. he's fully, you know, up to date. And he got really sick. And it's like, yeah, I remember when people got COVID early on, when the boosters first started coming out, and then when people would get COVID, they would be like, oh, well, I had it before, and it was really mild, and or the bad, and then this time it was really mild, or I got COVID for the first time after my booster, but it wasn't that bad. I'm not hearing that now. I'm hearing, I got really fucking sick, uh-huh. and, it was, and it sucked, so... I don't know. I don't know if our boosters are beating it or if we really are just getting it. If this is the toned down version. Let's well, evolve 10 what. million times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's <is> true. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, good. I'm glad. I'm sorry that your sister couldn't come see you, but I'm glad that your Thanksgiving was okay. Yeah, I mean, well, it was still okay. Otherwise? Yeah, it was still good. okay. I mean, eight, you know, yeah. plenty, to be, plenty to be thankful for. Yeah, good. I had a TikTok Thanksgiving, so I made... Um, I don't know what that is, I but made, you did, I made me. three recipes from TikTok <laughs> You did this, you did this last year, didn't you? 
I made for Christmas. I made the gross B. Dylan Hollis's uh, bad food for for gotcha. the Christmas get together. I made the spaghetti o ring, the bologna cake, right, uh, and the date cream. The date cream was good though. I feel like we're playing Family Feud. <laughs> like I get the point of the board and like it dings <laughs> over. Ding! Tyler had a TikTok Thanksgiving. <laughs> Number one answer. <laughs> <laughs> I made uh, deep fried deviled eggs, so panko, Fuck, yeah, panko breaded good. deviled eggs that turned out pretty well. Cool. Uh, I made Mexican street corn deviled eggs. Those those Is really it just really seasoned like well. Mexican street corn or what? I uh, I so I I dipped the eggs in tahini, so the egg the egg white was covered in tahini. Okay, love and tahin. then in the yolks. I make you know the yolks with more tahini, fire roasted corn, um, cilantro, lime, all that kind of stuff, and then topped it with um, slash of jalapeno <laughs> and, and stuff. Yeah, it was that worked out well. And then cool. I made um, Christmas tree dip. So take the Christmas tree cakes, mash it up with sour sour cream, cream cheese, sugar, milk, cream. Um, then decorate it all with more of the same kind of sprinkles and stuff and dip it with uh, vanilla wafers. So that turned out pretty well. Cool. So, nice. Yeah, all, all, all interesting good. stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. And then I only had two. I had one Thanksgiving to go on Thanksgiving and then Melissa's family on Saturday. It was nice. That's nice. Yep. Yeah, I know you were dreading a potential 18, 18 <laughs> house visit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... My my aunt had a heart attack, so my parents went to visit her for Thanksgiving. Oh my! Is so she okay? It all worked out. Yeah, she had like a ninety five percent blockage. Um, it's touch and go. She was in a lot of pain, but now she's now she's good. Okay. So it all worked out that we decided not to have it because she had a heart attack, and that my parents went down there. So it all it all went the way it needed to go. They were good. able to go and Ka. Yeah, Ka, Ka is a exactly. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my dad, my dad did buy a possessed car. Oh, right. Yeah. You sent a message about this. You're like, reminder. And I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. So I went over there today. He was like, you see, you see my van? I was like, no, let's see your van. And it was a I mean, regular looking blue, like Toyota van. He's like, yeah, it's, uh, supposedly it's, it's possessed. I was like, what do you mean? So he told me this huge story. So what my dad does is he, he's been doing it as long as I can remember. He'll just drive around and look for cars in driveways. And if he likes one, he'll pull up and say, hey, you want to sell that car? You know, if someone, if he sees it sitting on the side, you know, out behind their house or out on, you know, the side, like just abandoned. Hey, you want to sell that car? I think I can do something with it. We haven't had a blue Toyota van <laughs> in over 50 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he stopped and asked this this woman, um, just and again, like, Dad, what are you gonna expect when you just walk at random strangers' houses, knock on their door, and ask about their cars? Like, sometimes it's gonna get weird. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, the woman, it takes her. He goes over there a few times. She won't answer her door. She just kind of yells at him through the door. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't think I've. I don't know if I'm comfortable. And then every now and then he would check up. And then finally she was like, well, oh, okay. Let me come out and I'll show you and I'll tell you about it. Okay. So out steps this, I guess, woman. But she's 
she's head to toe black clothes. She's put on like uh, what do you say, like a black shower cap and a black mask. Were you were you with gloves. your dad at this time? Okay, no. was she wearing shades? He didn't say, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like she co- cover herself in black, yeah. walks him out. She won't get close to the car. She's like, "Well, I gotta be. I gotta tell you, I'm not comfortable selling it because it's possessed." <clears throat> and dad's like, "Okay, what? Someone died in it." Well, I saw a cat die underneath it, and then another cat died beside it, and I drove it after that. And afterward, I got really sick. So it it's possessed by those cats. <laughs> he was like, okay. Um, I'll take my chances on it, though. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And they go back and forth, and eventually she's like, okay. I'm going to draw up this waiver. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. I love it. She will sell it to him on the condition that she brings a notary. She writes up this Big a like two page document. Holy two shit. notaries are involved. <laughs> this big document freeing her from any liability from the possession and anything that happens to them <laughs> because of the possession. If anybody gets sick, she's completely free. Uh, she thinks that it's also being tracked by the government because it's possessed. So any anything that happens because of the government and these people, she's also free of liability. So she has her notary notarize it. And then dad has to have a notary to notarize the notary. So it's double notarized. And so he signs it. He's like, okay, sure. Here you go. My mom's a notary. So it's no problem for him right. to put my mom over there. And mom does it. And then they go to the, they go to the courthouse, turn over the title. And the woman does <laughs> the not. The courthouse like, sir, did you know this van you, is possessed? Do you realize we can't do this. that this van is on the registry of possessed vehicles? You're going to have to register this in Tennessee. We don't do this here. <laughs> you get to go to the plane if you want to do this. And they're going to check your catalytic converter. But mostly it has to do with the possession. <laughs> so when they're there, the woman then gets cold feet because she's like, I don't, oh, I don't want to no. give you the license plate. I can't give you the license plate because the government is using the license plate to track this car. Like that's what <laughs> license plates are for. But okay. And but it, the 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 court clerk is like, "Ma'am, you have to turn over the license plate." And they get into it and she eventually relents, gives her the license plate. Dad gets the car. So at what point <laughs> it was the, your did, did your dad go to this much trouble just I think at one point he started getting amused. Just, just because it was funny? It yeah, because yeah. I would have no So she's had to toe in black at the with him at the courthouse, try, you know, getting this van turned over. And, of course, when he gets it, gets it home, checks it out, he's like, oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he just he, he cleans up the paint, puts new tires on it, fixes a few little things on it, and then sells it. He made like 500 bucks. But, hey, well, that's good. Yeah, you got five hundred bucks and a great story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I would love <laughs> to see this contract. Yeah, was it written in blood? By uh, I do need to ask oh, him about dude, it. Yeah, was it on parchment. We need to read that on the show. <laughs> I guess he had to give it to whoever he sold it to. <laughs> I don't think he had to. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It would have really actually well, I gotta been. Be, I gotta be honest with you. It is possessed. <laughs> I don't know possession law, but I think he could keep it. Ghost law. <laughs> Ghost law. <laughs> 
what would be better is if he just left it folded neatly in the glove compartment. <laughs> yeah. Didn't say Same a word. Didn't nothing. say anything about it so that the new owners would get it and be like, what the fuck? Tucks it in the owner's manuals when they Yeah, yeah like in, you know, a couple of years from now. I'm like, oh, look, the owner's manual. I'll look through that. That's awesome. Mm. It's a lot of trouble to go through for a piece of shit van yep. that he ended up <laughs> flipping, but whatever. I mean, that's what he always does. He'll say he wants to keep something and he'll keep it for like a month and then flip it. So I don't know. Van's a pretty nice thing to have. Yeah. Now, he's even got, if it's uh, possessed. <laughs> what does he have now that he's gonna say he's gonna keep for a while? It's like an old it's like an early nineties Buick. Big boat of a car. Is it a LeSabre? Like I don't think it's a LeSabre, but it's it's something similar, but it's like it only had like 40,000 miles on it because someone bought it and then just like didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And so only and the, one cat died underneath oh, it. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's only mildly possessed. <laughs> Everybody knows it takes two cats for a full possession. <laughs> that, cat, no, that cat didn't even mind. It was just like, it's time. <laughs> it's nice under yeah. here. I'm not mad at this, this car. This is my at spot. All. <laughs> Unlike that van. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that van. I will make whoever drives this sick. Not dead. <laughs> just, just, just very, just very sick. sick. <laughs> Your COVID boosters will not be effective at all. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Cat possession. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> no. Well... You guys been playing anything interesting? Anything else? Um, sex see. hex, sex forbid, flip witch, <laughs> colon forbidden sex hex. I haven't played that one much this week. I haven't had time to do anything, and when I have had time to play games, I've just played Overwatch because it's my easy to mm. just relax and play, and sometimes get satisfaction from it. Other times, oftentimes none. But I do uh, enjoy it, so I played. I played a bunch of Overwatch because the season's about to end, and yada yada yada. I did watch um, Guardians of the Galaxy three finally. Yeah, how was that? I, I still haven't. I can either. understand. I really, really liked it. Most everyone I've talked to didn't like it. And they keep, keep saying how much better two is than it, which Ooh, I felt yeah. like two, I two is weak. Yeah, I felt like two. I mean, I liked it okay. It was fine, but, but it was uh, compared weak. to one. Compared to like one, it was, it was shit. Weak, yeah. It was shit compared to one, and I think it was a little, is really convoluted. And this Guardians three is a close runner up to Guardians one. Wow, it's right okay. there for me. Um, but I can see why someone. Some people told me it was not an appropriate movie for children. Yeah, I. That's why I didn't see it. I've I've found I figured out why, and it's not what you would. It's not what you might think, but I definitely won't let Cohen watch it. Yeah. Um. I don't want to. I'm not gonna get into it because there may be others out there that haven't seen it. I, will, I think I know what it I is. I will just but. say that it covers, it's 
All, all I think it style orgy scene between seven children. Correct. And a raccoon. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and a raccoon. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah. Well, you've already since you've spoiled it. I'll just go ahead. Uh, it, it does. It does follow Rocket's backstory. Yeah. That's... It gets into Rocket's past, and it is not pleasant. It is as bad as he has let on. It is as bad as it could be and the reason why he never talks about it because it's too traumatic um and and i can see because it had me going there were moments i had to turn away yeah a couple of moments because it was just very hard to watch and it was very emotional every so the only thing i though that kind of threw me off is because you know how long has it been since the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out? I want to say long it's time. been like a long time, like ten years or something. Maybe I mean, more. I I'm gonna have to. Parks look and it Rec up. was still on. Someone's gonna get. Someone's gonna say because you know, it was Chris this Pratt day. filmed it. You know, and then right. had his Guardians body for the last season of Parks right. and Rec. So that's how old. It is. That's yeah. That's saying a lot. Um, when this comes up. Because the internet is still giving us trouble. 2014. Almost. Almost 10 years. years. crazy. Everyone (laughs) looks so much older. And that happens. It happens. Uh, Nebula, Karen Gillian, Gillian looks weird. It's like she just looks strange. Tanya said she thought that maybe Karen Gillian was pregnant when they were filming this movie. And so that I could understand because I have, I know a woman that I worked with several, a couple of decades ago. Got real weird looking. She did. No, she really (laughs) did. Like at one point, at one point, this woman, when she got pregnant, she was like this tiny little petite, cute as a bug. Uh When she gets pregnant, apparently her body just bloats out like a tick, and she looks like she has some sort of like allergic reaction going on, oh, and I'm like she looks terribly uncomfortable. I'm allergic to babies. And I had I had left that job and then come back. This is a thing I do, and during the six or seven months that I was gone, she had gotten pregnant and was now you know on the back end of that pregnancy. And when I didn't recognize her, when I came back, I saw her and I was like, who is that? And my buddy was like, that's Rebecca. I'm like, no, no, that, (laughs) who is that? You know, it was was weird. But anyway, so I think she might, that might be explain why she looked a little different or they have different makeup artists or something. I don't know. But what got me the most was Groot. So Groot is now an adult again, you know. And, you know, you re-remember Groot, right? The tall, super tall, lanky, skinny... Tree Diesel. Shaggy-looking, shaggy from Scooby-Doo-looking, lumbering guy, right? No, now he looks like Vin Diesel. He's short. He's about average height. He's about, like, the same height, and I say short relative to what he was, He's short, like to the like the height of Quill, you know, like my height. Yeah, and swole, like big, thick. They do motion capture on Vin Diesel. I think they did <laughs> because I don't know that Vin Diesel 
can be in a movie. I don't think he's comfortable being in a movie where he doesn't get to flex. And I think he's finally had enough of just being the voice of Groot. And they, yes. <laughs> who was also in this. Oh. He comes back. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But he looked weird. Yeah. It's, he sounds Groot like looked he looks weird. weird. He was Is just, he pregnant? He might be Groot. <laughs> Vin Di- I did hear that Vin Diesel might have been pregnant Guys during do look the filming of this. It's true. They it, it's true. Schwarzenegger? Everyone, <laughs> everyone else looked okay, I guess. Just older, and it's right. it is what it is. It's fine, though. And that wasn't that didn't dis- distract from the movie for me. It just was weird. But, but I did very much enjoy the movie. I thought it was superior to the second movie. Yeah, that I haven't even seen the third one, and I'm like, yeah, it probably was. <laughs> and I do recommend it. I'm giving that one a big fat four stars nice. and sage says check it out uh had me had me just emotional as fuck and yeah. i needed it like it was like the perfect day to watch it for me and i needed to be emotional and that got me in a lot of ways so i was i was very much um having a good time with that man the thing about two that bothers me the most is that it felt it's it kurt russell was just like don't. It's just wasted. Yeah, dude. You know don't. What I mean? It's, it's like because like, I got so excited yeah. that he was gonna. I did get too, it. and because I, I love me some sure, Kurt Russell. Of course, Escape from New York is one hell of yeah. my fa- hell yeah. Hell yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. The thing. The thing. Jesus. Captain just Ron. it just goes. Captain Ron. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. It just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. He was in the reboot of the Poseidon Adventure movie. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, it was too. He's just too good to fucking it was waste it was on a roll like that. I would. I don't know. Sometimes they do that, yeah. but this time it didn't work. And I think he. I just don't think Kurt Russell was the right fit Mm-mm. for ego, and I just wanted it to be anyone but him. By the time it was over, I was. I, it just didn't work for yeah. me. No, same. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I want him to play. Um, Especially when they when they start delving more into X Men to be uh, Cyclops's father, the the Star Jammer guy. I feel like Kurt Russell would mm. be great at that. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, trying to remember his name. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it. Um. But anyway. Um. Yeah. Great movie. I also just to ride on the coattails of previous mentions. Um. By our. Bespectacled host, I did start watching um, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off um, yesterday. Nice. And I'm enjoying it a great deal. I like it. Cool. It's a good show. The um, studio uh, that did Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, they're doing the Don Don anime. Because nice. it did get a, it got a. I saw that that <laughs> I saw that you put that in there Fuck, in the Discord. Man. And I am excited for that. And that was one where I caught it like. I get, I think, like four hours after it was, re- oh, after it was announced, happens. which is like for me very early. Yes, me too. I'm not a regular internet denizen. That's no, like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't was know. actually when I posted on Discord, I expected to hear that is old news. I, same. <laughs> Every time I find something interesting on the internet, I never share it because I'm afraid someone's going to be like, "Yeah, that was posted six months ago." Because I also don't look at dates. <laughs> So well, I had to because I was like, what? What? How didn't I know about this? You know, because yeah. and yeah, it's like four hours ago. Holy shit! 
It, it looks good. It looks good. I'm excited too, because because you kind of hyped up the manga real good, and I, I'm excited because I like. You always have very good recommendations that I like. So, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think I don't know much about that animation studio. I thought they did a fine job on Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. but it's a weird one to kind of grade them on because it's sure. so. It's already been sort of stylized. Yeah, yeah. It's been established. They had to follow a template Mm -hmm. in a way. But I do like the story. I do like the way that the story is going and that it is, in fact, not a rehash of the original. Um, Clash at the Demon Head is also my favorite band ever. Um, so the, me and Knives Chow have that in common. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, Metric is the name of the band, the oh, actual okay. band. I didn't know that. And they're really great. I just know the NES game. I tend to refer <laughs> I tend to refer to Metric as Clash at the Demon Head just because they d- and they did the songs in the first movie in the movie as well. And and it's not just me- it's Metric with someone else like a guest like a singer. But the band is metric. Brie Larson. It's. I don't think Brie Larson actually sings that in the first movie. Corsair. Well, Cyclops. Corsair. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, she, she did. Sing. <laughs> Sorry. You know, Brie Larson oh, did she, sing. Yes, Corsair did sing. <laughs> yeah, my Thank bad. You. Also, it turns out that Corsair. I just had to. I had to throw Cyclops that in there. Father. Or it was going to be lost. Um. But yeah, I've really, I've really gotten a kick out of it. I'm in like episode three. Um, I like how each episode starts because they each start with Ramona dyeing her hair a different color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really, it's really it's cool. Nice um, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything, um, but there was a particular battle in this one that I was that actually it got me. Uh, it was the one atop the tall building. That got me. Oh yeah, I was like, got you uh, in what way? Like it surprised surprising. you? Surprising. Same. Very, same. very, very surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was really. I'm I'm uh, very into it. So yeah, cool good man. shit. And then also, um, as I mentioned last week, I have con- I am continuing to listen to the Dark Tower series, nice. although probably not as rapidly as you. Um, I, I just got through Eddie's part in the second book. Eddie's intro, the introduction to Eddie in the second book. Man, I love Eddie. Hard I, not I need to, to get like you Eddie. The rest of those books. I got them. I'm set. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I'm set. I, Audible had a thing where it's like $5 a month for premium for four months, and then oh. you also get a $20 credit. So when I did all the math on it, it's like I can get through the Dark Tower series. Through with this okay. in four months, so it's like it's all good, and you'll own those books forever in your audio audio library. So they did, man, and they did. Uh, so I hung on to that twenty dollar credit, right? Because it's like, well, I could get one book, pretty much, and then like this week they had like a sale, Black Friday kind of oh. deal, where it's like some books were up to eighty five percent off, and uh. it's like, oh, it's time. Hello, twenty dollar credit. It's time to spend. Yeah. So I'm good. I got Wizard and Glass. So once ta- once I get, th- which is a very that one. It's a, it's, a, it's a big boy. It's an expensive one. It's a Girth yes. Brooks. It's like a it's a, it is a Girth Brooks. Boy. It's a thick book. <laughs> so I got that waiting in the wings. I am ninety percent through the Wastelands. Nice. Um, I want to talk about it real, real bad. The pubes. 
Me yeah. too. <laughs> Me too. We'll talk about it real, real bad. Um, I'm not going to talk to you about it till you're done, though, with it, with the books, because I'm afraid I'm going to say something. It all blends together for me. It, so, yeah, it's hard for me. I yeah. totally get that because shit from like the first book and the drawing of three are kind of like, I, it's hard for me to tell what happened when, mm-hmm. especially when it's not a plot thing. When it's like, when was that mentioned first? That's when I'm like, was that mentioned first at the end of the Gunslinger, or is that mentioned first at the drawing in the drawing? It three? doesn't. It, I think time doesn't matter as much yeah. as it is as is true in the books. You know, I think that's part of it is being able to keep track of it all and yeah. knowing when, what, where, and how. But uh, I don't know. I I don't. The more I get through the drawing of the three, it makes me realize I don't think I ever actually listened to these books. Yeah, like you read them, right? I got, I did, but I ne- I had them in my Audible library, oh. and I never started them. Gotcha. I think I got through book one on on audio, and then for whatever reason, I never picked up with two and went on with the audio books. Uh. Because it's an experience I feel like I would have remembered because this guy is doing an amazing is it, job. Is it Frank Muller? Yeah, reading Man, I these. Love, I love, I, I love it. He's the, got the movie. accents. He's yeah. got it all. And that's that's not always the case with audiobooks. Right. And he, he, is, he is getting it. It's really neat. Yeah. But I don't think I did. I don't think I listened to these because I've just now coming into part two and I don't remember hearing any of the stuff that he's saying, like actually being said aloud. I remember reading the words, but I don't remember ever hearing the words. And I'm really weird about that. I would know. I would know if I'd heard it before. Mm So I th- I think this is just kind of a fresh experience for cool, me. Cool, man. That's uh, awesome. I'm really getting into. And then speaking of Thanksgiving in the Dark Tower and all that stuff, we went up to Marion uh, to visit with Gage and his girlfriend. And Miles came to Thanksgiving, my youngest son. I haven't seen him in like two years uh, and so we got to visit, and I got to hear about his trip to Japan. I was about to, yeah, and, uh, I, was, I was surprised that he that you saw him because yeah. I thought he was in Japan. No, no, he he was there for like four weeks, but he's been back now for several months and just hasn't. We haven't talked, so I got to visit with him cool. and hear about that. And uh, he's got so he's got three younger sisters. Two of them are twins, and one of the twins. Her name is uh, Layla, came with him. And Miles and I got into the obligatory conversation about anime because he's a huge anime fan as well. And he's really the one that helped me pick out some of the stuff I started down this road with. After I got done with Avatar and uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Miles suggested... You should watch this, 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 and this. And I did, and that just sort of got that rock rolling down I'm a that weep hill. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was funny because Layla is 16 going on 17. And she and her sister are both fans of anime. 
And it, it, I think it really puzzled her greatly to hear me having a very <laughs> informed and intelligent conversation with my son about anime because she started every time I would bring up something like I loved my hero academia or I made a comment about all might, or I said something about demon slayer, her eyes would just light up. Like she just couldn't believe that I was spitting this stuff out and knew what I was talking about. And it it was just funny to see her, you know, we're talking about a 17 year old girl hearing a 50-year-old man talk about anime that was just out last week, you know. It's it's it was fun, but yeah. one of the reason I mentioned the Dark Tower is because um Gage has all my old books. He has my collection uh. at his house on the shelf and we brought it up and we we uh, apparently we got to talking about the fact that they are still planning on doing the live action series for Amazon, good for this show. And the guy doing it is um, I've mentioned I've I've mentioned I'm drawing a blank on his name, um, Flanagan Mike Flanagan who did a number of he's he's done he did this movie uh, the show on Netflix Follow the House of Usher that I mentioned oh, okay, yeah he did the Haunting of Hill House um, everything he's done I have liked he's got a really great style Is it about him stuff because yes that's awesome that's great yes to you. and I think his style will lend itself. Because he's super in, he's super about the finer details. He's super into the idea of staying true to the medium and staying true to the, you know, the original stuff. If anyone's gonna do it right, it's gonna be him. So um, we got to talking about it, and Gage was like, "Yeah, I've I've got your old books," and he handed me my original copy, uh, first printing of Wizard and Glass. And it was the paperback version yeah. of Wizard and Glass. And uh, it was it heavy. The purple one? Yes. Well, it's like a maroon. That's what I, what, that has like. That has the picture of like the castle on the front. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. And the orb. Yeah. And then the third one is just the mono or whatever green. Drawing uh-huh. the three is blue. I remember, that's what I had. Well, those, vividly remember those. So my copy, my, all my books are the first printings. Available printings, not like first edition or whatever, mm-hmm. but were bought new in the store at the time that they were on the shelves. Mm-hmm. So all none of my none of mine match. They're all bought, you know. Several. Right. So like when the Wastelands came out, you could buy the reprint of the Waste of the Dark Tower or the Drawing of the Three and the Gunslinger that were reissued with similar cover art. Up to that book, gotcha. And then when the next book came out, <laughs> they did it again. They did the it style. again, and, and it's like there's no way. So all my shit doesn't match. Right. But um, I, I had forgotten how big and thick and heavy this book was. And like my version, the pages are all yellowed and like because oh, they had cool. been read so many times and turned some by so many people. Yeah, you know, t- uh, Gage read it. I read it. I've loaned it to a few people and. It's just been, it's it was like an old Bible, you know, like your your grandma might have that old Bible that she had 
her whole life it's marked up yeah, and got a, birthdays written yeah, in the front cover yeah exactly <laughs> it was like that and i was like it was nice to hold that book again and think about how much pleasure that reading that it brought me so i'm looking forward to getting to that one i'm glad you got the holders yeah That's me cool. too it was it was a nice tactile experience to have that mm-hmm. book back in my hand i wish i had my set still I, i've read it so many times and i love it so much that this has been a really nice experience getting back into the dark tower it was one of those things i didn't realize that i needed to do that made has made me feel very good so Thank you for starting it and bringing it up because I feel like that inspired me to get back into it again. Hey man, I I didn't start it. I'm glad, but I'm glad to be in it. You know, yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm really looking forward to starting Wizard and Glass, which I hear from a lot of people is their favorite. Mm-hmm. I know I've heard I've been warned that it's a departure, so mm-hmm. I've got that going in. So. I feel like that might help cushion any kind of like. I, I read nothing, that. There's nothing to cushion. Yeah. There's nothing to cushion. It, it's a great book, and it it fits right in. It just does. It's not apparent yeah. as to how until you get most of the way through it. And I I I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. Yeah, no, I absolutely. It, obviously, no, I wouldn't but, dare. But that makes sense, and I that and I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, like it. That's some of my favorite stuff in the series so far is where I'll hear something and I'll be like, that doesn't make sense, but I have faith that it will. Mm-hmm. Oh, just got to give it time. Yeah. Let it cook. Yeah. <laughs> Let them cook. <laughs> and it does. Like, it's never... It, it's never not happened. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, try to. I'm, I want you to read it and take take it as you will, and with no like predispositions about whether or not it should be your favorite. It just turns out that it's most people's favorite. Yeah, I was a freshman in college when I read Wizard and Glass. And so my very first D&D character was Eldred Jonas. Yeah. So um, I want to go back to like 18-year-old me when, when you and I first met Dave and be like, you tell Dave he'll love that book in 22 years. <laughs> It was also speak just jumping back real quick to the Scott Pilgrim thing. Yeah, I feel like it it touched a lot more on the subspace right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, oh, did it really? It, it, yeah. I need, I need I, to see it. You know, I have seen Scott Pilgrim, the movie, probably twelve, thirteen times, just because I love it mm-hmm. and I love the music in it. The music in that movie is probably my favorite part, mm-hmm. but. They don't get into the subspace thing at all, like hardly at all. Yeah, all all. you see is just like them use it once. Yeah. That's, yeah. In this, it was nice because, so there's a part, it's it's almost immediate that Ramona refers to subspace as subspace, and she and Scott go through a door with a star on it, Mm -hmm. and at one point she's, at one point, she has to explain subspace to people a few times. Yeah. And at one point, she's explaining it to, um, what's the girl, the drummer? Kim. 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 And she's like, Kim actually goes says it back to her. And he, she's like, you know, you're the only person in Canada that's gotten that, <laughs> that's understood <laughs> what I was talking about. But I, I thought it was really cool because of your game uh-huh. that we played, your your 
tabletop that we did, the Scott Pilgrim one, uh, that made a lot more sense to me, I think, because of the way the game worked and yeah. all that stuff than it would have otherwise. And I did never get a chance to really read through the comics that you had loaned me, mm-hmm. you know. And so I thought that was really cool. And when I saw this door with the star on it, I was like, hey, I know what that <laughs> yeah. is. Oh, I've that's been through, probably going to do. I've been through a lot of those. And <laughs> you made a lot of it, those. You tying it back to the game, there, uh, there is a... Because every episode has a title. There's a title to one of the episodes where I was like, did you guys listen to our actual play? <laughs> Number four, the <laughs> Arby's Gumba Cool. Was it Ramona Rents a Video? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I, I don't. I think you're close to it, okay. but I don't think you're there yet. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you mentioned that <laughs> because now I'm going to be very closely watching so I can go, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, honestly, I. Personally, I don't think I would have had to even said anything. I think you would have seen it and been yeah. like, "Wow, what that, that hit a little <laughs> close to home." <laughs> want that? Give us that royalty money if y'all are stealing shit from Tyler's games now. Come on, well, that I stole from that me. you stole from them. <laughs> this was all original content, Tyler. Scott Pilgrim inspired D and D game, <laughs> the unofficial Scott Pilgrim tabletop game. That was um, all I have this week. Which God, I'm itching to go back to that so badly. To, I've got, got the file I have of ideas that come to me is so big. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, I'm through Stormblood. Still playing Final Fantasy 14. Almost said 11. That was weird. Um, <laughs> through the Stormblood expansion, just finished that up today on the Shadowbringers now, and then I get through that, and then I will be in the current. Expansion, which is something I haven't been since there were no expansions. I haven't been current with the game since A Realm Reborn. So um, I enjoyed it. I thought Stormblood was way more interesting than the base original A Realm Reborn, and I thought it was more interesting than Heaven's Ward. They um, do a lot of stuff with Doma. There's a whole bunch oh, of like, that's cool. yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff with, and they, they do it in a way where it's like not directly tied to the game, to Final Fantasy VI. You, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those where it's like, hmm, they're making a lot of references and it's called Doma and it's very much like Doma, but what's going on here? Um, there's this like whole like quest line of boss fights where, um, this is old, so it's not really a spoiler. Omega is essentially um, pull it, trying to create the perfect m- weapon, essentially. Mm, okay. uh, so it's pitting you against like things that it's pulling from lore and fiction. So you're doing fights like the Phantom Trains a fight, uh, which is like, man, yeah. it is <laughs> one of the best fights that I've ever done in that game because it's like so the mechanics in it are so fucking like kooky, but like in a good way. Because mm-hmm. when I was like, how the fuck are you going to fight the Phantom Trade, you know? <laughs> and it's like you're on. I don't know. They, you got to fight helicopter and cliffhanger. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> and there was another one last week. What was it? We got, you got, or one of the games we played. Last action hero, you had to fight also a fighting giant helicopter. <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. So I, but this is a trade. This is, oh well, <laughs> that's different. true. That's true. This is Choo Choo Charlie. 
<laughs> Stop. <laughs> that shit terrifies me. I'm not kidding. Uh, but man, it's the fight's awesome because they do things where it's like they'll split the they'll split the group up on like the different cars of the train and stuff. And then there's a, a point where like the ghosts from the Phantom Train spawn and like you have to avoid them while you're fighting because you can't fight the ghosts. You just have to avoid them. Because if they touch you, you're like transported to a single car by yourself with the ghost, and then you have to oh, solo fight the ghost. Cool. So anybody in the anybody in the party that gets touched gets transported and has uh, to deal alone. with the shit they're with them. Yeah, alone. Mm. So it's cool. I thought it was. I thought it was. It really is neat. very cool. There's a whole season. Season two of Demon Slayer is. A, tr- a haunted train. It's called. Really? It's called Mugen Train. Okay. And it's like got. It's a fucking haunted train with ghosts and shit, and they fight. And it's like I, for a minute, I was like, "Is he talking about Demon, <laughs> Demon Slayer? Slayer? Yeah. That's weird." Um. Yeah, I don't know what came first. You know, because probably that. Maybe I don't know because I don't Mugen know. Mugen Train Demon was Slayer. only a couple of years ago. But the if it was based on manga. Oh, oh, yeah, that's But, true. I mean, the Phantom Train from 6 was from mm-hmm. way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it didn't quite work like that. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you were just running. Just, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there's a Kefka fight. Um, the Phantom Train's like the pinnacle, though. Uh, there's an X-Death fight, um, which I thought was really good. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they, they pull from old Final Fantasy games and, like, do a pretty good job of, like, describing why. Um, and then there's like another, uh, quest line that's all like Final Fantasy Tactics, um, that's, that I thought was really cool. It's Final Fantasy Tactics, it's more Ivalice than Final Fantasy Tactics, but they do a good job of like blending the War of the Lions with, um, the other Tactics games Uh and Final Fantasy XII. Um, I thought it was really neat. I thought they did a good job. Um, Stormblood, check it out. Unfortunately, you're gonna have to play through a Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward, which are fine. Right. It's just, yeah. This I felt like this one was much better, and I feel like the Stormblood's the one I hear people kind of shit on a little bit. So, is that where the Ultros Chupon fight is? Uh, I haven't come. I haven't done that one yet, so I don't know. So you're saying it's, it's you're saying it's the Guardians of the Galaxy three of Final Fantasy that everyone shits on. I need to watch Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> 3 before I can comment, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like the answer is probably yes. I also meant to mention um, Michelle and or Abby uh, sent me what is supposed to be the the Dark Tower reading order with all the references from all of King's books oh, wow. in order. So I've seen this. This is an actual thing uh, that I've... I've experienced this before, and it's crazy. Yeah, 17 books. So The Eyes of the Dragon, mm-hmm. then The Stand, then The Gunslinger, then Little Sisters of Illyria, then The Drawing of the Three, The Talisman, The Wastelands, Wizard and Glass, Salem's Lot, and Jerusalem's Lot, Insomnia, Everything's Eventual, The Wind Through the Keyhole, Wolves of the Kala, Song of Susanna, Hearts in Atlantis, Black House, and the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. I've read almost all of those, um, but not in that order. But 
Peter, the the ones he did with Peter Straw, the talisman in the eyes of the dragon. The talisman is a really good book to read after you've read the Dark Tower because it makes a whole lot more sense. It it's the talisman is heavy with references to the Dark Tower. I do recommend that too. I'm gonna get through. I'm gonna get through the series. And then see, see what happens. Then see what happens. It's all you yeah. need. Yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. it's all you need is oh, that. The last I, mean, thing I mean, I've never read any of those. So. Yeah, the last <laughs> thing I want is any kind of like distractions to like, no, you know, pull no. me off of yeah, the yeah, yeah. series. You need to just Because then I'll dunk an egg it, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I mentioned that last episode, but yeah. it's like, I don't want that to happen. Nah. Yeah. I don't want to start reading something else, not be into it, and then like lose the momentum. <laughs> you know. Stay yeah. with it. You're, but The Wastelands, I'm a fan. So far... I mean, I know I'm only three books in, but like the drawing of the three is really, really good, really good. Oh. And I feel like the pacing in the drawing of the three was just like nonstop the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And I got a little worried. I told Nikki a few nights ago, I was like, I don't know, I'm not really feeling the wastelands like I like I was feeling the drawing of drawing of the three. And then like in the back third of... It turns it's the like, corner. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Now we're back to like how I felt reading uh, The Dragon 3. Okay, it turns right. the corner, and then again, when you get to the damn, end dude. of The Wasteland, yeah. uh -huh. I want you to stop okay. for, for a year and a half <laughs> and then read Wizard and Glass. I don't, <laughs> thanks for the offer, but I'll have to pass. After Wizard and Glass, you're going to have to wait till you're like in your 60s to read well, I think the last ones. I read it at a pretty good time because I read the I read Wizard and Glass, and then Wolves of the Kala came out whenever I was like a junior, I think. So I didn't have to wait that long between the next one. <laughs> the next one. Man, it. I got excited when I got excited in the wastelands when the party splits up. Because, like, the moment the party splits up, when they enter the place, uh -huh. I don't want to use any no. in case anybody's reading. No. Don't. But I get excited because I'm like, I know what he's going to do. He's going to do the thing that I love where it's just going to be cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. Because, like, I know each one of these party members is, or each one of these little groups is going to be going through their own adventure, and he's going to... He's going to, oh, we're going to focus on this one. Okay, there's a climax here. All right, we're going to switch to this one. Oh, there's a climax here. We're going to switch back to this one. Oh, I bet you forgot there's a third one. We're going to talk about that one. <laughs> I love that Oi. so much. Oi. Eek. Eek. Okay, good. I, I didn't know when you, when you, oh, yeah. when they get oi. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, oi. Hell yeah, oi. <laughs> yeah, oi. Oi and Roland, that was, uh, it's really, it was nice. <laughs> I like that quite a bit. And, um, like I said, I'm not done yet, so I don't know exactly what happens. But but I'm far, I'm far enough where a lot of cool shit with Oi has happened. <laughs> and um, man, there's so much I want to talk about. One of the scariest parts of the wastelands to me, one of the scariest things, was the description of the cover of Charlie the Choo Choo. Oh yeah. It freaked me out. It freaked me out because I had a very similar book to that, like that, when I was a kid. Oh yeah, totally, absolutely. And oh, it did because I, I. It's funny that he mentioned he describes it the the way that he does because the I can't remember the name of the book I had and I might still have it somewhere. 
Because it's weird. I used to own that too. What? <laughs> that might be my copy. <laughs> I love that moment. I threw it out the back window. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, I remember that. I remember there being a book with a train on the cover, and it freaked me out when I was a kid. I hated looking at it. Mm. And it, when I read this the first time, I was like, oh, <laughs> it was real. <laughs> yeah, we got to get, we got to make plans to sit down and talk about this stuff and get these books, our, our thoughts on these books. It's tough because like you said, and like you both have said, it kind of blends together. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it's like, so. At this rate, you'll be done and. A couple of months, and I hope so. I hope we'll to be we'll do it. Months. We'll knock it out. I think we need to make that a priority because the the three of us talking about the Dark Tower could. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> it be could a podcast. Up, could be its own <laughs> podcast, dude. And I have like not been January twenty twenty four rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been as I can't remember the last time I've hated a character in a book or series as much as I fucking hated Gasher. So goddamn fucking much. Gasher is a cunt. <laughs> so much. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know it. So yeah, it, I know King does a really good job uh-huh. of, of that too, where it's like, man. You just, you just want to be able to like reach in and throttle that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know it. We're almost an hour in. What do you guys want to do? You want to do a draft, or you want to do a lightning draft at the end, or? Yeah, because best if we do have the movie and the game to talk about. Let's potential. Let's potentially lightning draft. Okay. Because we have no content for a stinger as as of now. <laughs> All right. Stand by for part two. I do not aim with my hand. He who aims with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I aim with my eye. I do not shoot with my hand. He who shoots with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I shoot with my mind. I do not kill with my gun. He who kills with his gun has forgotten the face of his father. I kill with my heart. And now for the movie and game talk. Movie, movie and, and game, game talk. talk. That was fun. How did we do that? <laughs> that was some Petico today. So RoboCop 3, the movie. I don't... I've only seen bits and pieces of 1 and 2. But I remember them... Feeling different than RoboCop 3. RoboCop 3 is PG-13. Oh, okay. Because, like, RoboCop 3 was... Orion wanted to... They're like, oh, fuck, kids like RoboCop. Yeah. Let's make a RoboCop movie that they can go see with other parents. Yeah. And then... I've never seen RoboCop 2, but like now I really want to. Because when I was doing research... After I watched RoboCop 3, and I was doing research on it for the show... Apparently, RoboCop 2 is, like, super dark. Like, really I remember, I remember being unsettled 
you yeah. know, watching it. And it's I, now I really want to see it real bad. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen RoboCop 2. And as far as I could tell, I never saw RoboCop 3 before today. I don't remember it. So I got that going for me. <laughs> Which is nice. <laughs> uh, so RoboCop 3 is a bad movie yeah. uh, that I had a really good time with. Thank you. I didn't know how to say it because it's like, I don't think I hated it. It's bad, though. It's, but it's like bad. It's bad. And if I would have paid, like, I don't know, Nikki and I watched it together. We made a night of it kind of deal mm-hmm. where it's like, if I had watched this movie in the different in a different kind of setting, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But then again, I don't know because it's like, there's so many fucking TV actors in this movie where it's like, oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> Several of them make regular appearances on Law and Order Special no Victims shit. Unit. Uh, George's boss, Mr. Kruger, yep. is uh, <laughs> is in it. Uh, Jordan from Crossing Jordan yep. is Doctor Lazarus yep. in, in the movie. Rip Torn is in the movie. Mm-hmm. The guy that played the Stephen um, Root. Stephen yeah, Root, Root yep. is in it. Uh, and the guy that plays RoboCop, because they didn't get Peter Weller, right. uh, is the dude from Thinner. Have you ever seen the movie oh, Thinner? yeah. It's I that didn't realize guy. it was him. Yeah, a very young that guy, but it is him, uh, because he looks similar to Peter Weller. Mm. Yeah, he similar. was picked because he fit in the suit. Yeah. It was down yeah. to two people, because the budget <laughs> on this movie was so low, they were like, we can't make another suit. And Peter Weller put our money on Japanese guys that can make really scary faces. So <laughs> yeah, and they wanted they wanted a stunt team because it was yeah. like, but they couldn't afford a stunt team. That's why like all the cuts when like RoboCop is fighting what's his name Odo or I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But U- Udon. Yeah, <laughs> when they're fighting, there's all these weird cuts where it's like he'll jump and then it's like okay, well we don't have a stunt man to do the jumping, so we're just gonna cut to RoboCop like looking behind him and the guy landing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap and it feels so cheap, but that there's everyone's in it. It's fucking wild. Everyone <laughs> is in this fucking movie. And I I was Jeff Garland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the donut I shop. Him, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck is Jeff Garland doing in this movie? Uh CCH Pounders in it. Um, you might recognize her from everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, we covered all the in there. all the main main ones. Um, Jill Hennessy, you said. Yep, Crossing Jordan. Um, that was a meet. Nikki loved that show and watched so much of it. The moment she was on screen, it was like, I just kind of looked at her and she's like, "Yeah, it's Crossing Jordan." Yeah. <laughs> of course, Nancy Allen makes a return appearance. Yeah, and gets you know, blown the fuck away, dude. And I was so like. The moment where like they're standing at, <laughs> you like, knew. knew they had the all, shot like, set up like, like ten minutes get before. Get behind the bulletproof man! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I know. I, I had the same thought. I'm like, oh fuck, she's gonna die now. <laughs> There's no qu- the camera angle, every uh, right, the tension yeah, in the moment. <laughs> she's gonna die. That's the moment of this movie. Uh, the guy that plays RoboCop, his name is Robert John Burke. Uh, and the guy that played, um, the, the guy that, do you remember the dude that was the, the, the sergeant of the highway cops and super troopers? Yes. Is in this. Really? Yeah. Uh, his name's Daniel Von Bargen. He passed away, uh, about 
seven years ago. But he's he was one of the main characters. That's in fucking this. wild. Uh, he was. Uh, yeah, who did he play? He was one of the one of the resistance people, one of the homeless resistance folks okay. uh, that was running around with Bertha. I thought I recognized I the main bad guy whose name I can't remember, but then I was like, "Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of C Lab," because <laughs> 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 he looks like because <laughs> I looked him on IMDb. I was like, "What do I know this guy from? Nothing, huh? Huh?" <laughs> I guess he looks like the guy he, from C Lab. God, he does. Looks like yeah, the captain oh, or whatever. Uh, Bradley Whitford. Is in oh, this yep. the guy that played in? Uh, Listen, sweetheart, put uh, the chip the in guy, the robot. Uh, the guy that was yeah, what in, was he, in? The, he was in Billy Madison. Oh God! As the as as Eric, oh, the ri- his rival. Oh, okay. The one he goes against in the holy shit. And he was also in Cabin in the Woods. Who did he play in Cabin the West in the Wing. Woods? The one that was betting on the mermaid. Oh my god. That's him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's been in a lot of shit, but oh, he was also in Get Out. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw that Jordan Peele mm-hmm. joint. But no, was, I, I want to, but I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I I was I like Get Out. Uh, he was the dude that shot himself when he got fired. Okay, and right. That guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in it, which is cool. Uh was looking through the list, some of the other people that we might recognize. Most everyone else is pretty much bit players that I do, I wouldn't. I was surprised at like how much. Maybe it's because I am not like a big RoboCop oh. fan. Yeah, but like that I enjoyed. Maybe it's because of that that I enjoyed this movie. Because like maybe it's the same as like. If you're not a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, you watch the third movie and you're like, that was bad, but it was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to like being a kid who's like, oh. <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. There's so much dislike for this movie online. When I was doing research, it was like, wow, people fucking hate this movie. And I thought it was bad, but like, I did. I had a good time with it. I mean, it was like, we got done watching it and I was like, that was bad, but wow. That, yeah. <laughs> I liked that. I liked it. I thought it it was bad, and I admit it, but I also am not ashamed to say that I kind of enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it was, it, was, it was funny. It was it was funny and predictable in all the right ways. Have you guys seen and Mortal Kombat 1 and 2? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so my comparison, thinking about Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. So Johnny Cage wins Mortal Kombat 1. He, he takes out Goro. Big awesome, everybody loves Johnny Cage. First five minutes of Mortal Kombat 2, they fucking kill it. Right? <laughs> yeah. So Robocop 2, I remember ED-208 or whatever, was frightening. Like this awful killer. Like I remember being scared of ED-208. And then Robocop 3, oh, hey, there's ED-208. I'll hack him. He says, I know. Docile as a puppy. I know. And then just gone. And that's what she, that's <laughs> what, Luke Cage. That's what, that's what the kid types in. <laughs> yeah. Docile, like, that's how you hack. 
This police machine. Docile is a puppy. I thought I am. Docile is a puppy. I thought I didn't know how to program robots, but it turns out I do. You just need the right connector. You just need a serial cable. Yeah, man. When that fucking shit popped out, I was like, man, you're going to hook up a dot matrix printer to that weapon? That's a nine pin serial port right there. And hey, there's a 24 pin serial port right below it. I got my Sidewinder joystick. (laughs) <laughs> this is the future. <laughs> the future is now. Yeah, we're going to put a dot matrix printer on it. Yes, exactly. But that shit was like, that's the shit where it's like, <laughs> that was so funny. And I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I don't care because it was just like... Oh, it was great. That was just... Yeah, that's a great example of one of those moments in the movie where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready for this. <laughs> this could be like such a... This movie could be like Rift Tracks... Uh, maybe it is. I don't know, but like I would, mm. that, I would. That's something that I'd be interested in watching, just because there's so much in it where it's like, yeah, okay, it's, it's easy <laughs> to pick on. <laughs> and, and it was funny though too because they they did have a bit of a shoestring budget, right? Oh yeah. But I thought that they made a pretty good use of the budget. I mean, some of the effects were okay, yeah. and you know the action was pretty good and. You know, I yeah. mean, there was a lot of good camera work being done, as you said. With better than Last Action Hero, absolutely. <laughs> you know, they, got, they had to be. I like it when when movies, when directors, and they have to be creative. They have to find a workaround that is passable. And I thought that there was a whole bunch of that going on here because you could tell you could tell the parts of the movie where they blew their budget, and you could also the tell. The jetpack scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this? It's the prototype jetpack for Robo. I had I had, I mentioned to you that I had never seen this movie before. <laughs> so that when RoboCop gets into the fight with I'm gonna call him Udon. <laughs> and and Udon escapes. He gets away and he leaves Robocop for dead. And they pan over and show the jetpack. And I, I literally, I was in this room watching this today in my office by myself. I said out loud, oh no. Because I, I knew we were going to have a really bad jetpack scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was yeah. absolutely right. Yes, you were. I love it, man, because it's like... It's blue screened, and it's like when he flies over the people, it's like they're kind of cheering in the right direction. <laughs> it's like the it's like they were being directed. Okay, RoboCop is in this vague direction. If if all of you could kind of sort of face the same direction, we don't know cheer. exactly where he's going to be in the final product. So everybody looked just sort of different, just a slightly different angle than everyone else. I love it, man. I, I mean, I love it. I laughed out loud and it's like, I could see like someone who loved RoboCop and RoboCop 2 and like went into this being like, what the fuck? But me, average non-RoboCop watcher was like, fuck yeah, man. We got all these TV actors and a TV budget, apparently. Let's fucking go. And the, I guess, like, to design, to, like, they built the fail, a failure point into RoboCop's arm for his arm to get perfectly <laughs> cut off or you could just attach a gun, gun to it. 
I love that too. I love it when that shit works. It's all being modular, Tyler. It's modular design. Oh thank, thank God they had these failure points, so I have a perfect dock in my arm. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought that. Just like I, like, I wouldn't just cut it off and have like jagged metal and wire. Oh yeah. Nope. Just oh, perfect. trust me, man. A number of times like, you try to get pop it off work. an internal arm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also like confused where that gun came from. Yeah. He had it a couple of times, and it never was clear where it, <laughs> where it came from. I thought maybe it was pulling like a. Like a morphing kind of thing where he just sort of and the gun is there, you know. I don't know, like the way Batman's car armor works, and right, you know, it just some magic happens, and now I have gun. But yeah, it didn't even really get into that. Just on the ground, I don't know where. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna rewatch that scene. I'm just gonna assume it wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> People just leave them around everywhere because they only fit on robot arms. <laughs> right. Well, and it is Detroit. <laughs> it is Detroit in the future, which is a hellscape of weapons and death. <laughs> Much like Speaking it is today. Speaking of death, uh, the resistance leader, I can't remember her name, uh, but... I, Bertha. Bertha, yes, thank you. Not to be confused with Big Bertha from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Right. Um, <laughs> or Big Bertha from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes! <laughs> Uh, large that was large, large, large. large. Big Bertha is the throw at Mr. Gettyland in Draffenville, the game where you throw all the balls in this woman's <laughs> mouth. The more balls you throw in, the more the air inflates her stomach. It's the, the Big Bertha game. You don't see a lot of Berthas these days, <laughs> but if you ever do meet one, Cherish they're probably they're probably they're probably large women. <laughs> Give them a large bird or old. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Or both. Anyway. Uh, her death scene, holy shit, man. That was like, I can't remember what movie it was where I was bagging on the death scene. Where Oh, it was... Um, it was uh, Judge Dredd, where like his... <laughs> like the... The judicial man, like, eh, yeah. that's one of those. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, holy shit. That was the worst <laughs> death scene I've seen in a long time. Bertha, like, holy shit, man. Like, I don't... They had no budget. Because they're like, fuck, we're out of film. Because like, it's like supposed to be this like she's the resistance leader, and like everyone's upset that she dies. But the way that she dies was like she gets shot, and then she goes, ah, and then falls over. Yeah. And it's like didn't even get to make a speech nope. or be inspiring of any in any way. She just ah, farts and dies. And dies just like yeah. that, which I guess could be like a shocking thing. But it's like it's so funny and the the guy who jumps out of the window at the uh <laughs> and then like he's like upset because the company he's losing his job uh. and like he jumps out the window and then the next cut is the outside of the building where they're like i guess oto is walking in and you just see the guy fall <laughs> from the building and Ragdoll like style. And it's like okay, it was a, it was a I weird liked cut. That scene, <laughs> that scene was particularly funny to me when the guy was jumping out the window. Because man, you know, like when someone tries to like kill themselves uh, by falling off a building, don't do that. By the way, uh, you know, most time they'll just like fall. 
This guy jumped <laughs> yeah. and spread his arms and legs and just was like, I'm embracing this. this is, and the whole time his wife is on the video phone behind him saying, it'll probably be okay, honey. And, of course, you see the half-empty bottle of whiskey. Right. So, you know, the guy's at his end of his rope. But he does. He just just hops, just does a swan dive right off of the fucking side of that building. It was so weird because, like, her on the video phone saying that shit is, like, like, that's a pretty dark scene, even though it was, like, done with, like... Humor. With humor. Yeah. But it's... But it's so like in contrast to the shot, the long shot of him just falling from the building and then hitting like back behind the fence where it's like, and he could have lived. This is PG-13. (laughs) (laughs) The thing. So at the end, in the final scene where he fights the twin robots, there's twin robots. He there's this bomb in the room that was dependent on the uh, continued operation of these robots. And when these robots die, the bomb has the shortest timer ever on a bomb, which, you know, again, (laughs) running out of film, we need the timer to be 10 seconds. Uh, The timer starts ticking down and, and the, the, the little girl and the woman, the Dr. Lazarus had hacked the robots to fight each other and they've killed each other and the big bad, the heavy, is standing there saying, you fools, <laughs> do you know what you've done? Like McDaggart? Tick, tick, yeah. Tick. <laughs> you see, <laughs> there's a bomb over there. Which, and if you might let me explain, <laughs> the bomb timer started... When these two robots, because you see, he goes on and on. (laughs) Meanwhile, the timer is like eight. And furthermore, seven, you know, and he, then he goes, then he goes, everything in, everything within 20 yards of here will be vaporized. It's like, okay. Very specific. He, Robocop straps on the jetpack again grabs the girl and the woman and flies out of the building and gets a good half mile away. Uh-huh. Well, first he lights that dude's shins no on fire. Shit. It's it's like fucking Home Alone, Kevin McAllister. Like it was just like what? Happened? He did look like fucking torching Joe Pesci's head. Like, <laughs> it was exactly that. <laughs> so we see Robocop flying off into the distance or in it towards the camera with the girl and the woman. When that bomb goes off, it is a fucking nuke. I know. It's like the Death Star. I'm like, I'm like bro, 20 yards my ass. you don't know 20 yards. You don't know yards, do you? Because holy shit, I'm surprised half of Detroit wasn't turned into a crater with that fucking bomb. I thought the same thing. 20 yards. With the 20 like yards. Over there, you know? I think that might have been a... Special effects department. The right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. It's like, this says what in the script? <laughs> or they did it all without talking to one another, right. and then it just fell apart. But yeah, I, I could not help but notice uh, the fact that that bomb was more like the, anything within 20 uh, miles yes. might be vaporized. There was a special effects shot in the movie, though, that honestly did surprise me. It is like... It is like such a mundane effect, I guess. It's when the the 
the Detroit cops join up with the resistance uh-huh. and they blockade the streets by upturning abandoned cars, right? I think they're, I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. There's a scene where like the captain is there. So like they're using the cars as barricades and there's a scene where the captain takes cover behind the car. Yes. As he takes cover. Yes. Ding, 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 like three. Someone shot that fucking car. I, I know. Right. That's what with I was like. How did they do this? Because like he was right there. And then someone it was, shoot it. <laughs> I, it is funny that you say that I had the exact same reaction Dude. to that scene. I was like, I think someone shot that car. Right. That looked like someone shot it that. Real as it dented the metal <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, man, is that a special effect or did they shoot a gun at that? Because it looked like it, it right? looked real. It looked real. But it was I'm, like, there's no way because that's an actor. <laughs> I thought I was kind of overreacting. That was the to best that. shot in the movie. Honestly, <laughs> really and I know was. that sounds like a troll, but like that really is the best shot in the movie. It because is. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that I, man could have died. I believed that that man could have died. I am shocked and delighted that, that like you Baldwin saw in that. this movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that you saw that and thought the same thing I did. Do so you think that I, man's his daughter? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> There's not a whole lot more to say about the movie, really. That's pretty much it. Uh, we got it in one. Watching RoboCop fight an agile opponent just is really weird. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he it, falls down. Like, like his a turtle whole, on its back. His whole know? game is just turn, face enemy. Enemy slowly runs and jumps and puts both feet forward, writes a little letter to his mom, is <laughs> flying through the air, and RoboCop's just standing there, takes it right in the chest, and just <laughs> yeah. falls over. Falls back. He just falls over. It's like, I saw him catch a bullet earlier. Oh, my God. That, that <laughs> moment was just so fucking like, I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, it was straight up just like, uh, That was too already far. in his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he faked it. Phony. <laughs> Although the, the, his partner, I can't remember uh, the actress's name. You mentioned her earlier. Oh, um, uh, Dollar Tree Laura Dern. <laughs> I thought she looked like... Uh, Nancy Allen. Yeah, thank you. Nancy Allen. Is she, her, she plays Officer Lewis. So. She um, apparently in that scene did not know that was going to happen. So her reaction of surprise, of him holding the bullet, is legitimately like <laughs> her reaction to like. And I, I think it's a matter of oh my god, did they really do this in this yeah. movie? <laughs> <laughs> they really shot at her face, and he really caught. Wait that till bullet. we actually shoot at the black guy later. That's going to really be surprising. <laughs> They're going to blow you away. Um, the director was uh, Frank Delker, and he. Um, the reason I wanted to mention is because he wrote and directed uh, The Monster Squad, which I know a, a bunch of people like. Um, and I just watched that the other day, as a matter of fact. Uh, and Night of the Creeps as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. He, uh, and I also thought it was interesting that he was asked to rewrite it, rewrite the script uh, that was written by Frank Miller. So Frank Miller, I didn't realize how deep rooted Frank Miller was in the RoboCop. Yeah, because yeah. he's the one that he, did the comics, right. RoboCop versus Terminator, right. that we talked about last week. Um, I have a little bit of I have a little bit of trivia about the movie. If you want, yeah. if you want to hear it, please. While you look that up, I did see a TikTok about what a diva the original actor in RoboCop was. Peter Weller. Yeah. 
Yeah. That there was a, one of the stunt coordinators or whatever was telling a story about how how Peter would shout, Robo want Oreo. And oh, like whoever was what? on set had to go feed him an Oreo. Oh my God. <laughs> and he would refuse to do stunts until he was fed Oreos. Okay. So like he couldn't like do it. So somebody had to like hand feed him Oreos and then pick it out of his teeth. Yeah. And like they interviewed both of them. The guy was like, yeah, he was a huge dick. He would do Robo want Oreo. No, do this scene. Then we'll get some Oreos. Cause we have to no, Robo want Oreo. Robo's not doing the scene without an Oreo. So like somebody had to run to craft services, get Oreos, feed him Oreos, pick it out of his teeth. And then it cuts to him being interviewed. He's like, I, I don't remember that. Uh, of course not, you don't. Not, not, no, that didn't happen. I don't, I don't remember that. They were Hydroxes. <laughs> <laughs> Robo One Hydrox. It sounds better. Sounds better. <laughs> it really does. Um, well, speaking of Peter Weller, he wanted to reprise his role in RoboCop 3, um, but he could not uh, because he was working on Naked Lunch. Uh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's very different. <laughs> uh, so that's why they. Uh, that's why they got the other guy, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> <laughs> Robert John Burke. John Burke. Robert, Robert John, John Burke. Burke. Bob John. Bob John. Bob Joe. Bob <laughs> jo- Joe Bob. <laughs> Joe Burke Bob. <laughs> the movie was filmed in 1991, but. Orion went bankrupt, mm-hmm. so it was pushed back. It wasn't released until 1993, and that does tie in oh. with some of the things I want to talk about with the game. Uh, the game came out before the movie, which usually doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. They didn't wait. I guess for a lot of it, maybe it was like, well, shit, we're gonna not, we're not gonna put out RoboCop three on the NES in 1993. <laughs> I guess. I mean, so why is RoboCop fighting these modern day Asian <laughs> samurais jumping around? <laughs> well, that's like the thing where it was like the game developers had like very little information to go on because they hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> so it's kind of like this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 for the NES <laughs> scenario where yeah. they're like, well, okay, we got little bit tidbits. Whatever the jetpack is called in the movie, it's called like the proto-cycle or something like that. Mm. Does not sound like a jetpack. So one of the developers developed part of the game where it's like RoboCop rides a motorcycle. Because there's this thing in it called like the proto cycle or whatever it's called. And then turns out, oh, okay, so uh, we wasted weeks of work because that's not in the movie. So they just scrapped it. It's a jetpack. Okay. And there's like in the NES version of Robocop 3, it was like they were told that Robocop, there's a little baby in Robocop. Because it has um, the child, Nico, Uh uh, on Robocop's shoulder with a like a gun. A pistol, <laughs> but like it was like they didn't know how old the kid was going to be, so it's like this three-year-old child. More remotely what it would look like, because like you see it looks like Chucky like beside E.D. It, like, right. This weird grin. Oh, man. Dude, I love that part of the Super Nintendo game when, like, when the Nico comes out, because it, yeah, it's like, you're right. 
the sprite is like from a different yep. game. It's like what uh, what asset? Where did you pull this asset it's, from? It's really Adventure weird. Island or <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids? Is that a game? <laughs> it is fucking weird. Anyway, that's it. That's all the trivia. But, um, but all the all the grace RoboCop has in RoboCop three does perfectly translate to the game because. Man, is it weird controlling RoboCop, dude? And yes. all of his the sound of his footsteps, <laughs> dude. the The controls, the controls in this game, frustrated me because there is a button that you use to shoot horizontally yeah. and diagonally, and diagonally, and then a complete separate <laughs> button to shoot up. It's like what the. <laughs> Fuck, have you played a video game ever? <laughs> like, why is there a separate button to shoot up? I mean, we know you know how to make <laughs> diagonal work in conjunction with the control pad and the fire button. Just do that again for up. up. Please. <laughs> Don't assign it to another button. It's so, it is, that is so weird it's and a weird decision. One of the most counterintuitive things I have ever run across in one of these fucking games. That one to me felt like a CEO, not a game developer or a designer. That felt to me like a, a CEO being like, you didn't use all the buttons. <laughs> yeah. You use B, A, X, R, and L, start select, but there's another button. You didn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make it do something? Zabie, you got to use it. <laughs> right. We get paid by the button. You don't <laughs> know this? Know. You don't know how video games work? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking what? The, the unity the of, yeah. uh, of controllers. <sighs> we get a fee every time someone presses the X button. <laughs> <laughs> That's the people for him button. DLC um, charges you 25 cents every time you do it. <laughs> Also, with the controls and shooting, we mentioned that you can shoot horizontally, diagonally up, and up. Can you shoot diagonally down? Nope. Nope, never. You can't. <laughs> His <laughs> arm, be... RoboCop's arm doesn't move <laughs> down. Just... It has to stay like this at all times <laughs> out to his sides like when he's walking. You motherfuckers ever heard of a gimbal? Come on, RoboCop <laughs> up. It's fucking bad. Like, there... And, You'll never need to shoot diagonally down, right? Never. How about all the time? How about every <laughs> single minute? Look at those red of spiders that are coming at you. In the <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was bad. It's a bad video it's game. Bad video it's game. It's a bad video game, and not game. in a fun way. No, nope. like the movie. Right. Exactly. It's, I like the movie. Yeah. I like the movie. It was bad in a fun way. Mm -hmm. This game was just bad. Just bad. In a I bad feel like way. You, I the goal was it. to try to move as little as possible. And just try to pivot around and hope you hit something, dude. Well, at one point it says they even say in close quarters your weapons are useless. <laughs> so now you have to punch. I never did. Never. I never punched. Although you can run out of ammo for all the weapons. So like even your basic pistol can run out of ammo, and it's just like you're you're dead. <laughs> you're, you're <gonna laughs> to die. jump the, to jump the gun a little. That right there is where I at the game that lost, lost you me. there, where you ran out. Of I ammo. ran out of ammo. On the basic gun on the basic gun, and I was like, "Huh, nope." 
power off. I was done. I, I rage quit this game. I play RoboCop I for its gritty realism. <laughs> I want to run out of ammo. Man. I even mentioned in the last fucking game, it was nice not to have to worry about managing your ammo. Yeah. This was in a fucking RoboCop game, too. Yeah. And I had that exact problem in this one, and I quit after that. I was like, I, from what I've seen thus far, it ain't going to be any better. It's not going to get better. I'm going to stop playing now. It doesn't. Before I get mad. I know. I watched a long play. The of long it today. play like has Robocop punching the two ninjas to death. Yeah. God damn. Worry the clock gun. is ticking. This Each level has a timer. And in the long play, yeah, the guy is the, the robot ninjas are coming at him and he punch and they fly up over him and he turns and he turns. And runs at him, punch. He Pivot, flies punch. up over him. He pivots. He's the punch. most boring fucking thing. It takes like a full two or three minutes for him to do this. Meanwhile, the clock, because the clock, there's timer on every level, is ticking. And I'm like wondering, because there's no status of the enemy, because you don't know how good right. you're doing. And I don't know how, if he's going to make it in this long play, because. The clock is ticking quick, and it just keeps fucking going. Everything in 20 yards is going to be vaporized uh, any moment. <laughs> any moment. It was a bad game. One thing about the long plays, because I, I watched, I played quite a bit of this game, but the, I didn't finish it and didn't want to because it's a bad game. Uh, so I did watch a bit of the long play as well to see what I had missed. And... Um, I'm glad that they exist, but I do get a little frustrated when it's like, I feel like there needs to be some kind of com commentary or like some kind of warning at the beginning of the video that's like, hey, I make this game look easy. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, it might be an enjoyable experience. It is not. I just, I just have, have practiced it and know how to play it. Because right. it's like watching somebody do it effortlessly is... On one it's hand, misleading. I have six fingers on my right, <laughs> right. hand for the up fire button. <laughs> right. <laughs> one dedicated solely to firing up. On one hand, seeing somebody do it so effortlessly is inspiring, but it's also like, like you said, misleading. I almost, I definitely prefer it when it's like done as like a speed run where you've got someone giving commentary on like oh. what they're doing and like, because I feel like that context is really important. Like, I had to do this a hundred times right. before I got it right. Or, or not only know. that, like, yeah, it's it's stuff like this game is bad, but you know, and they'll like talk about like if I didn't do this correctly, this would happen, uh -huh. and it's a huge pain in the ass, uh -huh. you know. I just I feel like a lot of the long plays, oh. which it's tough because it's like, what are you gonna do? I mean, I'm not saying that they should. Every long play needs to be like have mistakes and shit in it because not no one. It's nice to see perfect runs, but it's also nice to be like. It's also nice to know like oh yeah this game was really bad. At the end yeah. of the video, <laughs> at the end of the video, they need to do a super cut of of them dying over and over and over yeah. and the over. The super meatball like how many times you die? <laughs> yeah, because this is one where it is like. It's a frustrating video game, and it's frustrating in the way where it's like, okay, I have to like, I have to learn this game in order to get through it, and it's uh, not really fun to learn. It's not no. really fun to yeah. play, so I don't want to learn it. 
Um, and the levels are long without checkpoints. There's a lot of gotchas in it. Yeah. Like the first time in the second level where I'm riding down the elevator and those fucking like red drones just come out of nowhere. And it's like, <laughs> oh, they hit me and two thirds of my health are gone. I got, I got hit <laughs> once and two thirds of my health are gone. And how many of these are there? Oh, 10? <laughs> I'm not a fucking mathematician. Punch them, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, oh, are you supposed to punch them? I don't, I don't fucking know. Because I lasered them, man. And like, I guess one of the good things about this game is like, I actually felt incentivized to use the different weapons in the game because it kind of felt like a survival horror. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck, man, I don't switch the... Uh, I got to use all my resources to get through this shit. The gun that shoots three bullets and angles, yes, shoot it. <laughs> See what happens. Liquor. <laughs> the laser gun. Um, I also thought it was neat where the girl, um, uh, Nico Hacks, ED 209. 209, uh, thank you. And, uh, yeah, and uh, starts fighting for you. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Yep. It's, the missiles are firing. Yeah. At the, yeah. That and it's, cool. that's cool. I like that. Uh, I also thought, it, but I thought it was weird that like. Doss saw puppy shoot missiles. Exactly. <laughs> I, I thought it was weird that like the bosses that I fought were they really. shoot them on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're just still images moving around. Well, I like the boss fights that I encountered were like just a bunch of dudes. Where it's like, well, it's not really a big boss. It's just you're gonna fight forty guys. <laughs> well, so like the one after that was just like it looked like it looked like a weird image of the '90s. The boss looked like a demon riding a motorcycle. That's just a still image mm. going back and forth. Magroder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Magroder from Fantasy Six, or the the jetpack levels where it's just oh, you know right. the still those, yeah. image of a plane just moving back and forth. You shoot like We're, it looked. Yeah, as cheap as the movie. Yeah, because we we did kind of fail to say that this is a. A running gun. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's an ambulance gun. Yes. <laughs> and for most of the game. And then there's also these green top ambler. down. Yeah, green ambler, <laughs> GI jogger. <laughs> uh, there's also these top down segments where it's essentially like a vertical shooter. Yeah. Where it's like 1941 or something like yep. that. Yeah. I, well, I got ni- obvious 1942, 1941 vibes from that. Um, and of course, you're in the jetpack. Uh-huh. So, so it makes sense. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I also failed to mention that the Super Nintendo game was developed by Ocean, uh, who mm. I know from doing the Jurassic Park games on the Super Nintendo and I think the NES. Yeah. Um, it was developed and published by Ocean in 1992. The movie came out in 1993. Oopsie. Um, this was an arcade game. It was an arcade really? game. No, I don't. Oh, I'm oh, saying oh, it was like a quarter muncher. Yeah. It was. It even has high scores. Yeah, yeah. They show high scores, and it's like, who gives a fuck? I bought this game. I'm gonna have the high score. No one else is gonna have high scores. I don't have to beat anybody. This is my game. Four people live in this house. Two people might play it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is four, and he's not gonna get the high score. <laughs> While we're talking about the game and like you know, I, we you sent us uh, uh, some interesting an interesting thing from 
about these games in our in our, in our email. I got the rare email from yeah. Dave Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I rarely email you. I I forwarded an email from Brad from Arizona. Yeah, uh, who took the time to a lot of good info. <laughs> yes, he he took the time to go through, or she, he or she <laughs> could be Brad from Hey Dude. Uh, <laughs> long time listener, like Final Fight level long time. No, it's a real. That's a that's a decade it's a, long. It's a long ass time ago. I would like, if you don't mind, I would like to read the Super NES Pro review of RoboCop Three. <laughs> yes, that Brad sent us. That Brad sent us. If if you please, absolutely. And this is this. There's a we got the Nintendo Pro review, the NES, and we got the Super NES version. I'm just gonna read the Super. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Because this is a show about. Super it Nintendo is. games. Although I'll say that I know the NES version got a lower score in GamePro. It did. But however, I wa- I didn't play RoboCop 3 on the NES, but to me it looked like a better game than the Super Nintendo version. Because like at the end of each level, you got to like do upgrades on RoboCop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's neat. That is, a- yeah. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. That's okay. I'm going to read it. It's not super long. I should be able to get through it. We'll see how my eyes do. Uh, Super NES Pro review of RoboCop 3 by Videohead. Videohead says, the Delta City destroyer of evildoers is back. And this time he's on the wrong side of the law. RoboCop goes renegade in this Ocean of America title. Your task, should you choose to accept it, which is a Mission Impossible reference. (laughs) You need to not do that. Don't mix our media. There's a bomb in the movie. (laughs) Fine. Fair enough. I will accept this. Is to get the mechanized officer of peace through the deadly streets of Detroit fighting the rehabilitation cops, rehabs, uh, and rescuing your friends, Nico and Marie Lazarus, from the clutches of the OCP Tower. Next section. Slow, but sure. The action is extremely cool as our pal Robocop lumbers through the streets of the Motor City in this sharp-looking single-player walk-and-gun action-adventure cart. Walk-and-gun is very appropriate. Yeah, walk-and-gun. Yeah, <laughs> That was a nice jab. And this it, it bothered a me bit of a jab. more in this game than it did Robocop versus the Terminator. Same girl. Same. Uh beware though. Only experienced Robocops are gonna <laughs> survive this challenge. Plural. The experienced <laughs> Robocops. It's like a it's what is it, a club? Yeah. Do we get the little orphan Annie decoder ring? <laughs> Only it's Robocop. Sound and graphics. Faction of Robo- <laughs> What's the plural? What's the collective noun for collective now. a group of Robocops? <laughs> Good question. A, ma- a, a, a machine a machine. A, a gizmo. <laughs> Sound and graphics combined to give Robocop a jagged edge. When he hits the pavement, RoboCop's got to battle a bunch of extra evil and generally not nice splatterpunks. Yeah. They're actually called splatterpunks in RoboCop 3. And in the movie, they look like they would be called splatterpunks, but in the game, they look like fucking jacked military (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) And also, in RoboCop 3, the movie, more fake future curse words. That is My true. favorite. Do you know uh, why he gets set on fire in the movie? Why he gets set on fire? Yeah, like the real, the moody oh, magic no, version. No, 
it's so they can explain why, why his he, face why he looks different in canon. Oh my goodness! Yep, because because <laughs> Doctor Lazarus says I had to reconstruct his face. <laughs> <laughs> the burns were so severe. God, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. But Peter man. Weller, consider yourself retcon, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Nice. I didn't know that. Okay. Terminator style, you had to put together your face again. <laughs> <laughs> throughout, throughout the game, and in a terrifically colorful manner, the graphics give you a real sense of Detroit's desperate straits. <laughs> the futuristic well. The, no, <laughs> not. the futuristic Tin Man clumps through the littered city streets. During the later stages, he dons a jetpack to take on the rehabs and their tanks from the air. Because so, that was a thing. I understand that anything I'm going to make fun of was not known by the game developers <laughs> at the time. The Tin Man, what's great about that is in RoboCop 3, he's called the Tin Man uh-huh. once. He also gets a new heart. He gets a heart. Oh, yeah. Because they shoot him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Damn. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It is. Actually. It is. And I love that scene where, like, he's like, What the fuck? He's, like, under the effects of, I guess they give him anesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they give a Robocop. Starting off with POV. The, what, what was with all the women morphing together into one? Did you know? Did I you, know, right? I it was know. his like, wife, and then it was his partner, right. and now he's in love with the fucking doctor. Is his data banks getting replaced with the other? I didn't other, know what yeah, that was either. Was they were either. all naked. I can say that much. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not, you? Like we didn't get to see it, but he did. <laughs> outside, well, I'm on still the outside, a man. On the outside, he's <laughs> popping a fucking boner, and they're all, oh shit! You know? Not really. We're gonna need a bigger suit. We're gonna need a bigger, a bigger cod piece. Um, uh, let's see. Don's jetpack rehabs the crisp sounds. Mm. Add real depth to the action, and they're better than your average run and gun. Mm-hmm. Pro tip: Don't bother to try to shoot or punch the bikers in level one, homie. Time their <laughs> runs and jump <laughs> off homie. the crates to avoid them. What I love about all of their tips about this game. They're all from level one. Yes. It's, it's as if they didn't get past the first level of the game. I, as if I were the one that wrote this review with a healthy check from Ocean of America's bankruptcy lawyers to pad the game and make it sound really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, another pro tip. Don't be afraid to swap weapons. Remember that you uh, just talked about I this. Know. And watch your bullet count because it's limited. Boy, about the bullet count. Here's a here's a fun thing about the UI of <laughs> RoboCop 3. The display of what gun you have selected is in the bottom left corner. Your ammo count, top right. Is there a reason for this? <laughs> because the two have nothing to do with one another, clearly. <laughs> for a while, I was like, this is rad that I have unlimited ammo. Wait, now I can't shoot. What the fuck? And I start looking at numbers. It's like, does anything say zero? That does at top right. Okay. That must be my ammo. Fire One is the next section. Fire One. (laughs) Robocop also scores with its weapons and controls. The sci-fi cops got standard arsenal, including a single shotgun, a three-way shot, a laser gun, and a missile launcher. The interface between you and the cyber cop is very tight and highly usable. (laughs) 
<laughs> you easily select and swap weapons via your right or left button. That is true. While the action may seem slow at first, uh-huh. RoboCop's actually supposed to slowly thump his way through the game's fantastic-looking <laughs> derelict streets. After all, who can move quickly in a ton of armor and hardware? Am I right? Am I right? The way they just like it's derelict. The sweet derelict. <laughs> but you know, Robocop moved kind of slow in the other game too. Yep. So it's it's expected he moves slow in the movie. It's it fine. would be weird if you were fast. If you were fast, it wouldn't be right. So I get which, that. Which which makes it not translate well to this medium. I agree. But however, I will say that in this game. What I thought was nice is when the splatter punks, put that in quotes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shoot you, it, it, it felt right. Because it's like, oh, they're not doing much damage at all. But they like compensate for it by these weird fucking things that do huge yeah. spikes of damage. <laughs> yeah. Like those red drones. Those red drones. Oh. There's also these like fire hydrant things. I don't know what they were, but they shoot like... Yeah. RoboCop tracking missiles and like those hurt you quite a bit too. But I did like the fact that like just a basic dude yeah. shooting you didn't feel like a big deal. There's one thing I can say that I did like about this game was the fact that you get a pretty good sampling of what you're up against right in the first level. Yeah. And so it's not like misleading where I had put in a quarter to play and then get through easy shit and then I'm, then I have to go through it over and over and over again because level two is so hard. They really start out bucking you over yeah. so you can decide right now if you want to keep fucking doing it. Yeah. And I uh, appreciate that. that. Uh, it's a lot like the last action hero in that regard. Exactly. Um, pro tip, to limit your damage, uh, crouch when you shoot. The next section is tough <clears throat> but not invincible. RoboCop's challenging enough to put even experienced gamers to the test. And RoboCops. And experienced <laughs> RoboCops. This one-man army absorbs lots of damage during his travel. Your only hope is to survive long enough to match the energy pods in each level. Reach. That was really run together in the justification. To reach the energy pods in the, uh, each level. The folks at Ocean even put a tough time limit on each level and gave you three lives with five continues. This means you're going to spend a lot of time right back where you started from. The downside? Beginner and intermediate gamers may find this game too frustrating. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a beginner or an intermediate gamer. I wouldn't either. And I found it extremely frustrating. As, As did I. Next section. Unfair, I would say. Final (laughs) section. Glorious graphics, rough ride. The bottom line on RoboCop, the graphics and sound are way cool, and you and your cyber cop have no problem communicating. What does that mean? Controls. He's saying (laughs) that the controls are good. (laughs) Okay. He's wrong, but he's saying the controls are good. However, this classy package is tempered by a brutally difficult challenge. Some players will feel frustrated early on and find that RoboCop 3 crosses that difficult-to-nail-down line of challenge versus fun. Which is true. Ding! Yeah. That's me. Uh, All in all, RoboCop's going to blow you away. What a weird pairing of sentences. It is. (laughs) Like, probably spoken this one time and never since and never again. Yeah. 
Uh, Robocop by three got uh, Robocop three by ocean got according <laughs> got a five point on graphics, mm-hmm. a four point five on sound, a four point five on control. Mm. Well, you got that shoot up button. Which where, is she, found, where else are you gonna find that? Yeah, you, get a, you get a fucking <laughs> you, you get a point for every button you use by default. <laughs> Uh, 4.0 fun factor in the challenge level of expert. Expert. Uh, this game available now in the action section of your video game store for a the low low price in 1993? It's fucking 91. 92. 59.95. 59. This game 95. was 59.95 brand new back in the day. I would have been so fucking angry if I had bought this game for $60 back then. That's a lot of money. Today. A, that's Today's a lot of money, money. for today. What's that, 100 bucks today? 133 God. In today's dollars. I'd buy that for uh, I'd buy that for $1. <laughs> Which is yeah. in the movie. It I is. It they so... have to put it in there. <laughs> That's like the the catchphrase. It's the one thing everybody can say they remember from RoboCop. But it's so weird and shoehorned into it RoboCop really Three, is. which is a shot to the TV of him doing it. Just well, on the way out of the scene. Toy commercial too, where it's the the toy commercial for. Yeah, the, oh my god! The, the, I wanted the, those the toys. The rehabs. <laughs> the rehab action figures. But yeah, this game was. Way overrated by video head. Holy shit. And it's and also interesting that Brad from Arizona sent us these scans. What's interesting is, huh, there's also a an ad in that issue of Game Pro for Robocop 3. If you scroll down huh, to the next page. That's weird. I wonder if that OCP. has anything to do with the average of 4.5 <laughs> score. <laughs> OCP is sending rehab officers to clear the streets of Old Detroit, making way for construction of Delta City. When RoboCop sees helpless families forced out of their houses and the bulldozers move in, he joins the resistance and movement to battle the rehabs. Uh, armed with a new multi-weapon arm attachment containing a large bore cannon, a small a smart bomb, plus a Gyro pack for airborne s- assault capability. Robocop faces a battalion of ED-209s, tanks, heavy artillery, and new and a new ad- adversary, Automol. The odds seem impossible, but remember, you're Robocop. Oh, shit, I forgot. Just like all <laughs> us other Robocops. Yeah. Uh, Ocean, the name of the game. <laughs> <coughs> Frank Ocean's video game company. That's what that <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Yep. 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 So thanks, Game Pro. Thank you, Brad from Arizona. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for that. Um it's weird that Game Pro didn't mention that, hey, Robocop has a health bar and uh you want it to stay red. 
That fucking because that, that, that makes sense. Totally, and like that's not <laughs> at all in a in opposition to what we've learned about everything <laughs> our entire Ever. lives, not just video games. Everything. Oh, red is red good. Is oh, okay. Bad? No, <laughs> idiot. Red is good. <laughs> so I cut the red wire. Yes. Also, when your health is depleted, you might think that picking up the white box with a red cross on it might increase your health. It does not. I can't tell you what it does, <laughs> but it does not increase your health. God damn it. It has E-tanks because, you know, this game is Mega Man. Uh, so the E-tanks refill your health. Energy. Energy, which... I get it. But and what's the Red Cross right. thing? What's that all about? I guess you can use it on civilians that you find, which you don't. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I thought that it sucks that you can run out of ammo, but I also thought that the power-ups were plentiful enough um, where it's like, okay, uh, the game kind of... Like, getting through a level becomes like a, almost a puzzle where it's like figuring out, okay, I need to use this gun for this section. And then when I run across ammo later, because whatever gun you're using, when you pick up the ammo power up, will refill that ammo. The ammo is not shared across Eesh. guns. Yeah. So it becomes a, it becomes a strategy thing where it's like, okay, I'll use all my try gun as I can in this section. Cause it's really useful. Switch to another gun and then later on, when I find ammo, switch back to the trigun to refill that yeah. ammo, which is <clears throat> fine, I guess. You know, it's just kind of like if it, if the mechanics of the game were better, I could see that elevating the experience. Right. Where it's like, okay, this adds some challenge to it that that is cool, but it plays so poorly that um, I feel like a game that plays this poorly needs to be easy. I feel like that's the only way Absolutely. to win people over is to be yeah. like, well, it controlled like shit, but you know, it was it was a breezy I it. game. I it was twenty it. bucks. <laughs> you You're know? right. Like, There's no excuse for this game being at sixty dollars no. back then. If it were cheaper and a little easier, there's some forgiveness that could be had there. But this was a this was a cash grab. Uh huh. Uh -huh. For the massive success of RoboCop <laughs> on the. Tails? What is it when it comes before the thing that it's supposed to promote? On the, on the front tails. Front tails. <laughs> front tails. I hope that, I don't know this, but I hope that the video games made more money than the movie just because I think that would be really funny. <laughs> Sorry be funny. To, the, to the people who worked on the movie. I loved it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was not. I it was an hour and forty two minutes long, and it I didn't feel like it. I felt I'm like it went it by it like long. super fast. <laughs> I'm really surprised yeah, to hear it was that me long. Me too. It I was short. It was great. I loved it. Well, uh, let's see. Buy rent or birthday. Uh, this would be a rent. It's a rent for me as well, dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's yeah. not. Someone wasted their money buying this for me for my birthday or buy or me buying it. Money was wasted. A it's worth a rental. Just if even if you do what I did, which is play it and be mad that you just wasted 
six ninety nine or whatever it cost to rent a video game because at least you didn't spend sixty dollars. That was most of my rental experiences yeah. as, as yeah. a child. Like I would that's, go that's rent a game on Friday. Most of our Friday. reviewing experience. Yes, oh is. yeah, for sure. But I specifically, man, so many times remember Friday. I'd get out of school, beg my mom to drive me to the video store. She would eventually, but it would be so late that any of the good games are gone. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, oh, well, this one, the box art, the graphics, style ah, good. Mm. Rent it, put it in. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> 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 I guess I, I mean, I rented it. I guess I just play That's it. It's always weekend. a good barometer yeah. is if it's available, mm-hmm. it's probably sucks. Mm-hmm. If it's available at like, you know, 630. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Ooh, no yeah. one rents it. You're in the dead zone. <laughs> Well, top 100, bottom 100, where do you think you put this on the list? It's the bottom half for me. Bottom half, yeah. Somewhere in there. Not like bottom tier super garbage, but yeah. It's not super garbage. Bottom half. It's bad. I don't want to play it again. No. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was way worse, surprisingly, than Robocop versus the Terminator. It was like way, way worse. worse. Like if you were to yeah. before I played either of the games, if you do like a challenge or it's like which one of these games do you think is better i'd be like well probably robocop 3 is better yep i would have been dead fucking I totally yeah. totally agree with that sentiment i would have thought robocop versus terminator that's gonna fucking suck yeah, yeah. that's weird <laughs> right yeah. no i'm with you 100 percent. i mean just see about flopsy and everything all all your side of the spectrum dave has to say about robocop 3 what do you guys think what do you think flopsy has to say about it i accidentally saw the rating so i can't play mm. but Common two and a half stars. Common two and a half. What do you think, Tyler? See, I'm wondering. Out of my gut, just says three stars. That's too high, but three stars. Uncommon, just because I don't feel like a lot of people are going to be attracted to RoboCop three. Uncommon. Uncommon. Okay. Um, Let's find out what Flopsy has to say. According to Flopsy, a.k.a. the ultimate Nintendo guide to the SNES library, 1991 through 1998, by Pat Contry, courtesy of Monster Mold Mike and a mysterious shadowy benefactor. Mm. RoboCop 3, two stars. Pretty wow. Harsh. Okay. For yeah. Harsh for Flopsy, but accurate. <clears throat> Availability is common. Come on. <laughs> Come, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, An on-the-money review. Yeah, I don't feel upset about that one at all. Yeah, a rare <clears throat> swing and a hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did it, Flopsy. Good job. <laughs> we knew you had it in you. We know it's, back in the day, it was fifty nine ninety five. If you were to buy a RoboCop 3 today, how much do you think you would pay for it? Loose, on average. from Ian? $18. $18 from Tyler. Actual retail value of RoboCop 3 for the Super Nintendo, loose on average, according to PriceCharting.com at the time of this recording, is $16.43. Tyler gets the win on that one. Is it worth it? No. No. I agree. I agree. This needs to be sub-10. It needs to be 10's my max, I feel like, on this. I didn't think about achievements. Do you guys have any achievements? I have a couple. couple. What you got? 
You want to go first? No, go for it. My first achievement is, what's it like being a rocket scientist? That was a line from the movie when someone did something stupid. The other <laughs> guy turns to him and said, what's it like being a rocket scientist? I can't remember. I don't what, remember that part. It was, is right, that what it was near the beginning when oh, okay. they're breaking into the warehouse okay. with all the weapons in it. Anyway, what's it like being a rocket scientist? Uh, get halfway through the first level and give up because it's too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got that one. My second achievement is long. It is, I love you. I love you too. For your pink Cadillac, crushed velvet seat. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> riding in the back, cruising down the street, uh-huh. waving to the girls, <laughs> feeling out of sight, spending all my money on a Saturday night. Honey, I just wonder what you do there in the back of your pink Cadillac pink Cadillac and to get no I'm not going to do that <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, lament the fact that there is no driving level in the video game where there is a where you drive a pink Cadillac like he does in the movie when he commandeers when he commandeers the pimp's pink Cadillac <laughs> which um, he gets fucked up by the way just really truly awful fucked up and it's awesome and it's hilarious it's like one of my favorite parts of that movie because that car is literally down to the frame yeah and it's on fire yeah, yeah. and he's still driving it. yeah they Which, used to yeah. they built him to last mm-hmm. in the motor city mm-hmm. so yeah filmed in atlanta no pink cadillac in this game though <laughs> really? yeah the police headquarters is the uh one of the coke buildings nice <laughs> that's all i've got uh I like those. I like being reminded of uh, the pink Cadillac in the movie because I had forgotten about that. I don't know how I forgot about that. It's such a weird, funny thing. It's just random. We got to have a pimp. All right, it's early 90s. Mm -hmm. We got to have a pimp in this Mm -hmm. movie. It just has to be there. It's Detroit, for God's sake. There's pimps everywhere. Robocop (laughs) saves a woman. From being sexually assaulted. Yes, she, yes, she uh-huh. does. As I assume he might do in two as well. I don't hey, know. This is creep. She said no. <laughs> What's the line where he calls someone chum? I remember I laughed <laughs> I don't at that. that. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> no, you don't, chum. <laughs> First achievement I've got is dead or alive, you're coming with me. In order to unlock dead or alive, you're coming with me. Kill exactly 50% of the enemies on a stage. Okay. While letting 50% live. Dead or alive. <laughs> Next achievement. Dead alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> in order to unlock dead alive, you're coming with me. Be in a video store in the mid-90s and rent the movie Dead Alive mm. instead of RoboCop 3 for the Super <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> uh, and my last achievement is... Dead or alive, I'm coming with you. In order to unlock dead or alive, I'm coming with you. Stand over an enemy that you just killed and press down repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Teabag them. Okay, I had three. First one's a long walk. So uh, called Strago's Stepmine <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything after Strago. <laughs> What was it? Strago's stepmine fail. I just wasn't expecting to hear Strago. So Strago is the blue mage of Final Fantasy VI. 
One of his lores, his blue magic spells, is called Stepmine. Stepmine's damage is based on how many in-game steps you have. Yeah. And I feel like with Robocop, you don't want to take many steps, so he would fail at casting <laughs> Stepmine. Gotta equip that Moogle charm, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you get that by beating this in as few steps as possible. Okay. Right. Fuck yes, yeah. man. I love it. Uh, my next one is Mr. Thou. You unlock, <laughs> you unlock that by befriending ED209. Okay. <laughs> the last one is didn't, didn't wait for Shadow. As you kill the two ninjas before the timer runs out. <laughs> Had Final Fantasy VI on the mind. Yeah, eh? I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you do. Good achievements. <laughs> Those were good. Um, would you like to play a game. <laughs> yep. Yes. Previously, we Global talked about... Global thermonuclear <laughs> war. Um, yeah, we could, do a, we could do an episode on more games. Is there a game for that? Like an know. SNES game? Probably not an SNES game. Oh, yeah, that was like early 80s. But I imagine there's probably like a DOS game for it, would be my guess. Hmm. I don't know. I think Tyler might be looking it up. I am. We had previously talked about doing Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do that next week, or would you like to randomize? Let's do Alien versus Predator. Okay. Keep it rolling. Keep it going. Yeah. And I don't have to rewatch. I will, but I don't have to rewatch that movie. I've seen that movie a lot of times. Okay. Lance Heinrichsen is in this movie. I've only seen it once. I've got a story to tell about when I saw he it. He plays Wayland of the... Future Wayland Utani Corp from Alien. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. We'll get to we'll get lots more fun facts about Alien versus Predator next week. I'm trying to find let's see. So there is a video game called War Games based on the hit MGM movie for ColecoVision. Ah, okay. Ooh. I got one of those. I don't. <laughs> I was going to say, damn. I don't. To Alien vs. Predator? Okay. All right. Yeah. The Super Nintendo game. Super Nintendo game. Okay, good. You're right. It's probably the Game Gear version. If you want to have fun, play the arcade version. <laughs> if you don't, yeah, play no, what we're talking no, about. No, just did that. <laughs> uh, Tyler? Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game RoboCop 3 a mm-hmm, beard, mm-hmm. sums up what kind of beard it would be, what kind of beard would it be? The, the glistening, angry, sweat beard of Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat 1 mm. whenever he is shouting down, uh, I think it's Sonya Blade, he makes this twisted, awful face that looks just like the ninja that gets shot yeah. in RoboCop because he's right. making this weird glare. God, you're Dude, right. <laughs> I thought that looked really good. It yeah. did look good. Like, I it thought that effect in the movie fuck. was really creepy, and even like very total at, recall. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That's I didn't think about that, but that's absolutely <laughs> where they got yeah. the inspiration for that. But yeah, I thought it looked really creepy. Now, when you say Mortal Kombat one, do you mean the original Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat one that came out? Two months ago. You're referring to the movie. The movie. The yeah. movie. The movie. The first Fuck movie. Levels, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 40 tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Tyler. Tic tac toe. Tic tac toe. Tic tac toe. Tic tac toe. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses, sums up what kind of glasses it would be. What kind of glasses would that be? The the bl- <laughs> the the bloody eye of Gogo from Kill Bill. Oh, okay. Yes, Gogo. In that the 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 lifeless ninja people yeah. again. Okay. Yes. Because that was I feel like that was such a weird outlier for this for this movie compared to all the others. Just the weird super cyber ninja in it that just super badass. Yeah. Man, that scene where she plucks the eye out and like I didn't know this until recently why the movie goes black and white at that point. Do you know why? I thought it was a stylistic oh, because choice. Because of the blood. It's a ratings thing. Yeah, they couldn't and I had yes. no idea. You were you had you kind of mixed Oh, mixed did I mix? your movies. Oh, I'm sorry. She, he, she plucks out the eye in Kill Bill Volume 2 of Daryl Hannah. Oh, yeah, yeah, fighting. you're right. But before, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Before the fight in with the Crazy 88 yeah, in right. the first movie, yeah. yeah, it goes black and white so that the blood isn't red. It just, it's water. But they couldn't have that much red blood spewing out of people's bodies and still maintain an R rating. It would have taken them into NC-17 rating because of the amount of blood and violence in that scene so yeah he made it black and white for that reason i had no idea i yeah. just thought it was a, like a, oh it's a weird tarantino style thing it right. worked as a stylistic choice but yeah it would have been rated nc-17 especially done with it like all. the um what the music like makes it feel like a like that using the old timey like what was that um Oh my God! What show was that? I can't remember. It's from uh, God damn it, the Something Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Lone? No, it's not the Lone Ranger. I'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> Walker, Texas. That's the one. But you know where he tells Gogo that she has AIDS. <laughs> Full blown. <laughs> I would love to see that in a deleted scene. <laughs> Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> <coughs> the Green Hornet is what I'm thinking. Oh about. Yeah, 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 it's the music from the Green Hornet, which is an old show. Yeah. So, it, like, okay, that makes sense that it's black and white. I, mean, I don't know why they all I wore those AIDS. The Green Hornet. <laughs> they all worked. wore those Green Hornet masks too. Yeah, those, right. Yeah, know, totally. The Cato mask. Mm-hmm. I can't think of Cato now without thinking of the scene from. There's a scene in. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Where Cato, it's got the guy playing Bruce Lee as Cato behind the scenes, and he gets into an argument with Brad Pitt's character. It's really it's good. It's fucking funny. Yeah. God, it's, and the hit Bruce Lee's family got really pissed off at Quentin Tarantino for that scene because they portray Bruce Lee as being a cocky fucking asshole which he actually was. I was about to say, I don't know that much about him, but I've heard that he was that. You dishonor, you dishonor his legacy by portraying him as he actually was in real life. He was a complete dickhead and like really just absolutely full of himself. And in the scene... I can see why. Cliff Booth, Brad Pitt's character, calls him out on it. And chaos ensues. That's, gotcha. that's my... It's my all constant way of saying things happen that I don't want to tell you right, about without right, spoiling. Right. It. His dialogue reminds me of just like an interview with Steven Seagal. 
<laughs> it, oh my God. It's it's almost as if they took an interview with Steven Seagal and made that his dialogue yep. because you know Bruce Lee was kind of like that. And he had the actual skill to back it up. Right. But that's what I was saying earlier. I kind of get why he was that way. Yeah, and there's no I don't personally <laughs> he was a fucking badass, and I got nothing but respect for the guy and his gift. He was truly one of the greatest martial artists to ever walk the planet but he was a dick yeah <laughs> yeah those two things don't have yeah, to be like they're yeah. not mutually right, exclusive right, right. <clears throat> there's like a Venn diagram there's like a three circle Venn <laughs> yes, diagram like Bruce is. Lee Steven Seagal <laughs> Chuck Norris <laughs> um no. no, Chuck Norris has just one circle and it says Chuck Norris. <laughs> is that all we got? That's it, I think, right? Is that all we got? Uh, we could talk about money. Yeah, we can talk about that. money. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Not my favorite <laughs> subject, but Oh, for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I need to t- I wanted to talk to you about your car's Let's warranty. Just talk for- <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Um, Patreon. We have a Patreon, and we have quite a few people who donate money to that Patreon every month uh, at patreon.com slash tadpog, or if you're really cool, pisstasters.com. Taste the piss. John gets really upset when you don't do that, so I got to make sure that you do it. Do I not do it? He said there was once or twice that you didn't, and he was waiting for it, and it was like an unfulfilled moment. So we have to make sure we get that right I'm, until we get tired of it. I'm, I, I'm concerned. I thought John and I were friends. I feel like it's something that he could come to me about. Well, he thought about it. Yeah, and uh, said that he didn't want to trouble you with that. none okay. of that. All right, none of that actually happened. <laughs> but he did say that there was one that you didn't say taste the piss, and he. He was He's hanging. He it. was hanging, and it didn't come. I was just he was upset. just edging him to the next. You episode. edged him to the next one. Um, it's no taste the piss November. You can donate to. <laughs> you can donate to the show uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You get access to the bonus content we have out there, uh, and if you want to be known as one of our executive producers, you could donate twenty dollars or more per month to the show. And I do have a list of people who we. Uh, Call our executive producers, uh, and I'm going to read that list right now. It hell is yeah. Hell yeah, Plinko, Nick Price, Cubicle Monkey, Cthusius, Jeff Miners, Joseph Phillips, Gamebug Prime, Nathan Eaton, and Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Louisville Correspondent, Princess Consuela, Banana Hammock, Flavor Trek, Taryn Dahl, congratulations on your marriage, Pinball Airplane Archmage, Chris Edler, we're sorry you couldn't be on this episode, but I am glad you have been posting on the Discord. Yeah, it's nice. Posted some nice information mm-hmm. on the Discord the other day. Uh, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, Drinksmith Joey Webster, and Derek Pope Sandwich. Thank you guys so much for your generosity. Yes. Uh, that goes for all of our donors. We realize that uh, money is tight. Financial times right now are tough. Everything's more expensive than it should be. Um, and the fact that you give us that money every month just because you like us and what we do, that means a whole lot. Yes. Thank um, you. I heard that Black Friday this year was like a bust. Like. Oh, yeah. Like hardly any store, no, all the stores like had this huge preparation for Black Friday, like they had been for the last several, you know, years or whatever. 
And they were expecting just lines of people rushing into crowds and nothing. It was like crickets everywhere. No, I've seen it on TikTok where people are like going to like Target where it's like Black Friday sale and they just reach behind and pull up the normal sales decal and it's the exact same price. It's the same or cheaper. Or it's 10%. Yeah. It's Sometimes like they awful. pull the number out from behind the sale tag and the price that it was before is less. Oh my God. Than it was yeah. in the Black Friday sale. And someone posted. Why is no? They're posted as empty aisles, but all these TVs, these giant TVs stacked up in Walmart, and saying, "Why is nobody buying our uh, seven hundred dollar televisions?" And then the girl's like, "Cause cereal's still seven dollars a box, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> is cereal really seven dollars a box? In some cases, it's close. Good lord! Yeah, buy the bag stuff, people. Man, I would <laughs> fail miserably on the prices right right now. <laughs> You'd think he was Listen lying. Inflation they would, you're lying. <laughs> they would laugh me off the fucking stage. <laughs> don't shop much, do you, David? Uh, it's just a banana. How much is it? Twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to Dane, our backlog banisher. Yes, thank you. Uh, Talked to Dane this week. I guess he's got something in store, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, he gives up his time every week to put the show on YouTube. Yep. And um, frankly, he doesn't have to. Right. Uh, and that's really cool that he does that. Yeah. It's important. Absolutely. It has become very valuable to us, so yes. thank you uh, for that. And that concludes old business. And now, flip, 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 flip new business next quarter. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Our theme song is Moves by Sycamore Drive. I'll link to that track found in the show notes at tabbog.com. Hey, guys, I'll close it out. That's Robo. Did like we do that? We did that last time, right? Yeah, I think we did. So as... Um, Robocop played by a different person? Played by the guy <laughs> from Thinner. <laughs> okay. Yes. Or whoever. Pick whoever you'd like. Oh, oh man. Okay. So until next time. <laughs> Tropical. Tropical. Capricorn, you see the bomb will go off. <laughs> I was Alf. I tried to do <laughs> Scooby-Doo as RoboCop. <laughs> it sounded like Grover, though. You are past curfew. <laughs> Better arrive. <laughs> You're coming with me. Jump. <laughs> Jump. <laughs> Tadpog is hosted and produced by Tyler Holland, Dave Moore, and Ian Chandler and is available wherever fine podcasts are hosted. Have a question or comment for the hosts? Call us at 270-883-2555 and leave us a voicemail. We'll even play it on the show and respond eventually. Want to send us something? You can do that at Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. Sick of us doing all the talking? You can join in on the conversation by visiting our Discord at bit.ly slash tadpogdiscord or tastethepiss.com. Not many things are truly free these days, but our Discord is, and we'd love to see you there. Our theme song is Moves by Sycamore Drive, and a link to that track can be found at the show notes at tadpog.com. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting platform. We really appreciate it. Lightning draft. 
something good to lightning draft. Uh, f- fictional cops. Oof, yeah. Okay. Yes. Fictional cops. <laughs> Please. Uh, how many of these are we doing? <laughs> oh man. Two. Ian. Fuck. You go first. We'll do. We'll do three. Three each. Fictional cops. Mahoney from Police Academy. Oh, nice. Carl Winslow, Family I'm Matters. Out. <laughs> I'm out. That's all I had. That's all I had. I'm out. Okay. Um, the cop that Carl played in Die Hard. That was nice. what I was going to do. <laughs> what, Reginald Bell Johnson. Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember his name to save my life, and I didn't want to sit here fucking lamenting it for an hour. John McClane. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> Captain was, Holt, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock from Demolition Man. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember her character's name all of a sudden, but that's fine. That's how this works. Robert John Burke, uh, from. Uh, Law and Order Special Victims Union. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sheriff's a cop, right? Quick draw McGraw. <laughs> um, brr, Dirty Harry? Nice. There we go. <laughs> Lightning draft. Wee. Believe it! 